All right, welcome back everyone to the Ham and Turkey. We have uh, we got two guests on today. I didn't lie to y'all. I told you guys we would have some. I will have more of my friends on. So I got two of my friends. I got Chester. Everyone knows Chester from the Jordan and LeBron Bay. But today we got my boy Slim Godsinko. What's good, Brody? What's good, bro? You know he's coming. He's coming to offer his opinion too. He has a pretty profound basketball opinion. So I'm gonna. We needed him on to. Uh, to balance me out, everyone says I'm Skip. Skip. So we'll say Chester's uh, what, uh, uh, Sh- Uncle Shay. Nah. <laughs> Shay's crazy. But they call me Skip Daniel. So, uh, y'all, I want y'all to be the, the judge, and we're gonna we're gonna hop right into this. So, the topic today is LeBron's first year in in LA, and I just want to discuss it from each angle. I want to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um. We're 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 gonna start. I want we'll start. We 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 discussed off where we're gonna start. So we'll just start. We'll start from the regular season, the start of the regular season. So obviously we'll just go just a, just a little bit. Just give you a snapshot. LeBron he signs uh, with LA. You know he leaves Cleveland a second time, and he's going to LA to try to win a championship. We hope, or to start his. Uh, his new career in acting. So we're going to start with Tez. Tez, what did you think about when he first signed with uh, L.A.? Um, I kind of felt like it was kind of weird. Like, it didn't – personally, it didn't make sense. You know, like, he's he's bigger than basketball. Like, Absolutely. That's, that's an obvious thing. Like, for him to sign with them, I, I feel like it, it – it literally didn't make sense for him. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like his brand is not going to be any bigger because he's with L.A. I mean, obviously, yes, money-wise, it's definitely going to be bigger. They got it's, it's a bigger market over there. Yeah. But um, I feel like personally, he's not that type of person that's like, oh, well, I'm going to get a bigger deal doing it over here. Yeah. That's just, I don't feel like that's him. You know, I feel like he don't move that way. Yeah. Um, like I said, I feel like it was weird. You know, mm-hmm. you're following a whole legacy of superstars, as they say, but it's like you're you're toward the end of your career. Yeah. So what are we gonna compare his one year, two year, three year, however many years it is that he stays there, mm-hmm. versus Kobe, Magic, Kareem's ten years there? Like, yeah. are we really gonna compare that? Like, that's yeah. not really even worth it. But it, um, and to your point, it, it it makes you wonder like, what is the real reason he's right. going to LA? Like, what right. what are you trying to accomplish? You right. know what I'm saying is is he trying to show that he can go anywhere? Pull players from anywhere and do it and do it. Like yeah. is that is that the goal to show that I, I literally can do it yeah. anywhere? Because I mean he he's, he has proven that he he kind of can do it anywhere. He might yeah. not be able to bring it home yeah. fully anywhere, but he can get there absolutely with anybody. Chester, I mean, what did you think about maybe not them when he went to LA? The first reaction. We was actually we was actually together when he first yeah. went. Um, I knew it wasn't about basketball. It wasn't that wasn't when it wasn't the the number one choice on his resume for for that move. And that's what yeah. I'm getting at. So that was just it. That was my only reaction. It wasn't about basketball. I wasn't expecting anything great. Yeah. And that's that. And and that's actually a valid point because if you really think about it, like why would you, like if you really wanted to keep winning, why would you go from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference and make it tougher on yourself? Super. You already weren't beating Golden State, and so now you're going to have to play them in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. Like why would Finals. like yeah <laughs> we talked first round yeah first exactly first round you could you would have played the Warriors like four games exactly bye. so what 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 were you trying to prove to us as fans like now I, before I get into my my thing 
I actually like LeBron James. He is one of my favorite players. And I will start this segment off by saying the only issue, and I want to make this very clear, the only issue that I have with LeBron is that he does entirely too much. He tries to coach the team, run the team, you know, control everything on the floor, which I have no problem with on the floor. However, when you try to control, like my one of the things that I, I heard someone say to me is like absolute power corrupts absolutely. So you can't control every single thing, and that's my only issue. People try to advocate for him because he is great. He, he's just, in my opinion, he's the second greatest player ever. You can't literally control every. You can't literally <laughs> control every aspect of the franchise and playing on the court. So that's my only issue. Well, you got something to say, Ted? No, um, I, I, I could piggyback off of that a little bit. Like, you know, that's true. You can't control every aspect of the game. Um, you got a bunch of young players that are, are probably mad excited for one, playing with you, playing in L.A. Like, the scene, everything for them at the first, you know, beginning and moments is kind of just like, wow, overwhelming. You know, young young players, you know, Kuzma, uh, Ingram, and then you got, you know, the couple bench players. Yeah. But, uh... My thing is, like, if you are going to do that, I feel like absolute power can rule if you understand that you have to have control over you as well. Absolutely. Meaning, I agree. Meaning there can't be plays where Kuzma's shoving you into a guy right. to go play, to go contest the shot. Yeah. That, that, to me, was absurd. Yeah. Like, like how were you not already moving yeah. toward that? Absolutely. Like, the, the, that's just, you know, that's defensive principles. Yeah. So that was my beef. That was, you know, one of my beefs, I should say, yeah. with – him, co- you know, coaching and trying to run the team and not also, you know, taking in, all right, I'm telling you to do this, so yeah. let me make sure I show you how to do it too. Yeah. And that was my rant. But. Yeah. And um, that's a great point, actually. And when we progress to this, I will readdress that point. So the Lakers in the offseason, before the first game of the season against Portland, they signed Lance, they signed Beasley, Rondo, and they signed a bunch of like journeyman guys, like guys that they, that can play, but they not like really, they're not really like key contributors on a team. You mm-hmm. want to make a case for Rondo, okay? Because I, I like Rondo, that's my favorite point guard. So that was the only really key contributor that they signed. So I think the starting roster was, it was, and then they had Lonzo. I'm sorry, don't forget, let me forget Lonzo. They had Lonzo. I think Lonzo started, Kuzma started, Ingram started, obviously LeBron, and then uh, JaVale McGee. I would say I like that I think was the biggest signing. But JaVale McGee? Yeah. You know personally. what, to that point, he's only oddly enough too. Only three players on their team have a plus minus oh, like that's positive. Uh-huh. He was one of them. Him, LeBron, and it was it was one more it was like uh uh Zijix. It's like somebody off the oh, bench okay, who didn't really okay. play that many minutes. Uh-huh. But he was one of the few people who had a positive plus minus on their team, so <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. So First game of the season, we started the first game of the season. First game of the season, they play Portland. Portland's in a very tough team. They're playing OKC right now. It's a great series. Uh, they go down to the wire with Portland, and if I'm not mistaken, they lost that game. And But, I mean, we I think we watched that game together at Sweet's house. Yeah. And we was like, yo, like we were encouraged by what they were doing. They were running. You know, LeBron was doing this thing. The defense kind of wasn't, kind of wasn't there yet, but obviously it's the first game. But, you know, it was still – we we were looking and we we're like, yeah, this this could work. What did you think, Sasha? Um, I was I was actually over. I don't even know what to say. It was it was just good to see it. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a bad thing to see him in the Laker uniform, the way that he was running. He didn't look like he was in year sixteen. Yeah. It looked like he, like the the what they call the kids. It looked like they grew. Yeah. And it was just, it looked good. It looked like a good product. It looked like it was about basketball yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, what you think about it? Nah, I, I the I, first game, that first game against Portland. Today. Nah, I agree. It, it looked like like as as if like if this is the way we're gonna see them play for eighty two games, possibly. You got a you got a playoff contender, you know, possibly a championship contender team. Like Portland, definitely proving themselves to be good. Obviously, through eighty two games to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, they did have troubles, you know, the past two years, you know, getting or past two times getting swept in the playoffs. Yeah, but. I still feel like the team that they had together already had a had a nice cognitive where, you know, they played together well, especially with the two guys they got, you know, McCollum and, and Lillard. Yeah. And then their, their uh, what you want to call them, their supporting cast is... Yeah, Nurkic. I love Nurkic. It, yeah, I, I, I personally don't think they should have broken that up. Yeah. I think that would have made them still that the team that they could be, but we're not yeah. talking about that. Yeah. But that's the team that he played against, and I think that team is better than the current team they have, yeah. personally. I mean, maybe you can get him in as, but yeah. again, I think LeBron definitely, like I said, Lakers seem like the team to like they were going to grow from there. Yeah, like the like what what Jordan said, the the the, the, the seal. This is the roof. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that right there. And and to your point, they actually did grow. Like they at one point in time, they were what fourth in the West. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? They were actually playing good defense, playing good offense. Right. You know, they were actually contending. They had some good wins. They were figuring it out. LeBron was still, you know, doing LeBron stuff, you know, shoving off play calls and all that stuff. But I want I want you guys to talk about we'll – start with Tez. Tez, I want you to talk about Luke Walton. I want each of you to tell me what you guys think about him before LeBron got there. And then now, obviously, he's fired from the Lakers now. But I want you to tell me what you thought about Luke Walton before this season. Um, ben felt like he shouldn't have been the coach, first of all. I don't know how he was picked coach. I don't know why. I don't think he did anything in the NBA to make him valid enough to be coaching the Showtime, you know, to be Lakers yeah. prior to LeBron and during LeBron. Like, I he feel like a, that was just – He won a championship with Kobe and a coach, as a coach. I'm just playing devil's advocate. He did do something. He's won two championships. Assist, as an assistant coach. As an assistant coach. Both and, championships. Both championships. But he, he was on that team, though. That that's like assistant coaches. They get interviewed for jobs when you're a absolutely. part of a system. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? I understand the process. Yeah. I get I get yeah. that part of it. Like I get the business aspect, but and a, as a basketball aspect of it, like all right, who's the best candidate to coach the uh, to coach players? Yeah. Who's the best that we're gonna make get the best out of our players? Because that's the same thing you look for with your players. Like yeah. who can I get the best out of? Right. I mean, you're not always just gonna say, all right, let me get the best talent. Let me get the best talent. Let me get the best talent. You're right. not gonna always have that. Sometimes you need a guy that's going to just be out there rebounding. Yeah. You know, you don't need everybody shooting just because they all can shoot because, yeah. I mean, there's only one ball. So, again, I feel like he wasn't the right coach. I feel like he's more so a college coach right now. Like, that's where he maybe should have started, got, you know, his feet wet or so. I feel like this this is a big stage for him. Huge. And I don't think he was ready for the limelight. I mean, look at Magic Johnson walking yeah. out. I think, I think when you got a lot on your plate, and I feel like not to say that he's deaf, like he's Magic Johnson. Yeah. His plate is as big, but I feel like what was he doing before this? Yeah, you know, assistant coach. Okay, now you're going to be the head coach. Now you are the the, the head honcho. You're the guy that we're going to say, hey, why is this happening? So right. now, how many years was it been? Three, four yeah, years, three, three years. Three, okay, yeah. so yeah, mm, I I think it was it was the wrong decision personally. Yeah. What would you chest? Um, I just. I think he was just overrated as a coach. And that's fair. That's a fair point. I think he, um, like the the season that he won, won with the Warriors. That was the 
Well, Steve Kerr, he he had migraine, so he had to sit out because he was getting surgery, and, and, and he, he took over the team. No, yeah. something like that, yeah, right? He, yeah, they went. Yeah, they had eleven and no, right? But then he had his own team for three full seasons, yeah. and he ha- he doesn't have a winning season under his belt right. as a head coach. It's not the same protocol. It's not even the same team, and yeah. it's it's like the, it seems like they have the talent. He's just not pulling it out. Like yeah. I remember, it was a point in time when Beasley was just get the ball and get buckets, and that's what they would need at the time. But he just would sit him. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. And to that point right there, I watch Nick Wright sometimes. Sometimes I listen to him. He's a LeBron lover too, but he's one of the biggest guys who says that, like, name me. He says, name me what Luke Walton does good. Like, if you're saying he's such a good coach, and if you're saying he's that good, mm-hmm. what does he do good against another coach, against uh, a Brad Stevens or a Greg Popovich? Like, what does he do? What is his strength? And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about it, like, I can't really say what his strength is. not young player development. It's not substitutions, like you just yeah, said. Yeah. Oh it's not. God, it's not late game situations. It's not. I like. I really can't. I can't defend him. You know what I mean? I just want other people's opinion, though, as to what they think about Luke Wall. And it's like, like you said, it's easy to look good when you got Steph, Clay, and and KD. Yeah, I'm, I look good coaching that team. Move the ball, play defense. That's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? That's. I mean, anybody can do that. I respect Steve Kerr more than I do Luke Walton because he does a better job of managing all those egos. And that's a big part of coaching. Even with Phil Jackson, you know what I mean? Phil Jackson, he's an excellent no guy. You know, what you got, Ted? I do, I do have a little argument, though, with the whole Steve Kerr coaching the Warriors yeah. thing. I feel like that's Mark Jackson's team minus yeah. KD. And that's just because like he had that same team just yeah. the year prior and they was just knocking on the door. Yeah. Kind of just how KD left to the you know same situation. I kind of feel like it it doesn't really make sense really because like Mark Jackson was in a good position. I don't really know what what the, the analytics are behind that. Why he stopped coaching? Why they didn't re-sign him to coach or whatever the case may be? But I feel like we'd be watching Mark Jackson right now. Yeah. With this same virtual team, because I mean I feel like he's the one that got them defensively sound like such. It is. He. I mean personally. Yeah. I feel that way too. But I will give Steve. Kerr some credit just for the way he handled Iggy to take you know an all-star caliber player and just tell him that you know we gonna give you the minutes but you got to come off the bench and then that that really does lead them to a championship with somebody when you when you can like you said mend egos and make it work for the team I'll give him that I I mean I will say too though like I give the players a lot of credit I guess why I'm saying that more so too though because I they're easily managed players. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at KD and OKC. He, he wasn't a, like a, a hostile player. I mean, you, you can point blame on Westbrook or however you want to call it with the team. But at the end of the day, he made a decision. He, you know, chose what he chose. Yeah. He wasn't that, you know, LeBron-type player where, oh, I'm going to be in the coach's face. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting this or I'm not getting that or I don't like the way this is moving. And things going to start to change. Like, that's just not him. It's yeah. more so like, all right, what are we going to do? Okay, I'll go with that and let's see how it works. Yeah. And – he plays into it like that. They, these guys all can play into a system. Yeah. Like Iggy did that in <clears throat> as an All Star. You know, yeah. he was the main guy. Who else was gonna score for them in Philly? Right. Drew know? Holiday was still young, so he wasn't. He yeah. wasn't Drew Holiday then. Who, who, who was yeah. who? No, yeah. this is when he was. He came out when he was in Denver when they had yeah. just went into yeah. the playoffs yeah. and a nice yeah. little run. Yeah. Like, so he like for him to take that. Yes, yeah, and for him to even offer that to him because like you can tell like they never offered Melo. The the six man role in OKC just off of his just because he made one statement you still yeah. got to give him that conversation to let him know it's what's best for the team and see these were the type of players that were on Golden State and when Luke Walton was there 
And so he was around all of this. And one would think that he would pick up stuff and he would learn, like, all this stuff and how to manage the players. Especially, I mean, he had KD, so you would think maybe he would learn how to manage LeBron, learn how to manage these players, learn how to do all this stuff. But, like you said, to your point and to your point, you know, I just – I didn't see it. Y'all didn't see it. I didn't see all that stuff that he should have been learning in Golden State. I didn't see that applied to the Lakers. And to your point, it's different being a assistant coach and then being a head coach because you got to deal with way more. Mm-hmm. So – as we progress, um, Luke Walton is the coach, obviously, and then we got LeBron James. You know, we got Lonzo. Lonzo and Rondo were kind of switching from point guard to point guard. You know what I mean? They were rotating mm-hmm. that, that right. place, and then you had JaVale McGee, and then you had Kuzma. Um, I thought, as we progressed through the season, I thought that Kuzma, early on, was looking like their best player. And it's, I mean, obviously, obviously, guys, LeBron's their best player, obviously. Right, right, right. So we're going past LeBron. We get what LeBron. LeBron averages 28 and 8. You know what I'm saying? He has the highest plus minus. He leads him in every advanced statistical category. If he's on your team, he's going to lead you in every statistical category. So he, obviously, he's your best player. But it's the others. As Shaq says on Inside the NBA, it's not about the main guys. It's about the others. Mm-hmm. The others. Kuzma was playing good. JaVale McGee was playing great defense. And I feel like early on, they were playing great, but they just weren't able to put it all together consistently. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that they weren't shooting great from the free throw line. They were the worst free throw shooting team in the NBA, or they were bottom third, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. LeBron was shooting 66% from the line. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball is a point guard, and he shoots 41% from, free, from the free throw line. You know what I mean? And they were, their average margin, they were losing by two points. So let's just, just do basic statistics. If – uh, two people make a free throw. Exactly. If if Lonzo hits, One let's say, time. two or three free throws in a game, maybe they win those games that they lose by two on. But that's just a common rule. You taught that from when you can first shoot free throws. Like, that's a game changer. That's why it's called free throws. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're going to lose games yeah. if you, as a team, combined. Or what were they shooting, 60 what? They were they were in the bottom third of free throw. They're like twenty. Yeah. They're ninth in free throw yeah. in free throw percentage. You can't win games. So. You can't win games. And, like I, that. and I, but that's another thing that I saw in Luke Walton. Like yeah. at some point in time, yo, we got to spend the whole day. Forget practice. Forget yeah. running. Let's shoot free throws. Yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely. And you were, and if you remember, they were lose like they were losing games at the line. Yeah, you know what I mean? Literally. Because they couldn't shoot. I mean, they were they at the end of the game. They were playing hack of Lakers. If you want to be honest, they were playing hack of Lakers, hacking uh, Lonzo because she was forty one percent. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see, that goes back to you know that whole you know what did Luke Walton learn? You know why being with you know as an assistant. Yeah, it's hard to learn when you got guys that, that one don't miss naturally shoot ninety percent. You got two guys on your team that's doing 50, 40, 90. Stephen, Stephen, uh, KD. Right, right. So, so you don't have Play to shoot high eighty eight. So, yeah, yeah. so you got to think, what's the Warriors practice? Yeah. All right, guys. Run some drills. Yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, guys. Five on five. Yeah. All right, sub. I mean, that's the like that's the most he. Sh- I mean, he should know how to sub. Yeah. Because I think I do give Steve Curry credit for that. He definitely knows how to manage his players' minutes. Like you were saying again with you know having an All Star with Iggy coming off the bench, he still gets quality minutes. Like and he gets the the ball a quality. He gets a quality of touches. Like he's either he's pushing the ball, he's rebounding. He like, he does a lot for them. So I I definitely give credit to Steve Curry for that. But. 
Luke Walton, on the other hand, like you said, he, he didn't learn anything. Yeah. But It seems like he didn't learn anything. Uh, Based I'm, on this young team, I mean, it seems like he didn't learn anything. I'm Obviously, we ain't in the organization, so we can't say what he did and didn't learn. I mean, he's not applying it. it. Well, it hasn't it hasn't produced on exactly. the court. Exactly, yep. You know, Absolutely. and that's that's what matters at the end yeah. of the day is, like, what you're getting out of them. And he ain't getting nothing out of them. Yeah. And he's got the talent, you know, mm-hmm. allegedly. Like you said, there's got to come a point in time where – it's not just, all right, we're running little drills. It's like, no, everyone find a basket and just shoot free throws. Yeah. Someone sit there and count your free throws, and, and, and we figure <laughs> out, all right, what's our strengths, what's our weaknesses, who's not going to be in the game in the fourth quarter. Because yeah. that changes the whole aspect of the Absolutely. game. Because now it's like, all right, it's the fourth quarter, but how many minutes have you been in the game already? Mm. So I got LeBron that's been in here 36 minutes, of course, you know, because he's always going to be in here all day. Yeah. And he's struggling at the line. 66%, lows of his career. Yeah. Then we go and we got my point guard struggling at the line. 41%. And then my three, my two or three or whichever yeah. you want to call, you know, Kuzma or, you know, it's like then my centers can't be in the game. So it's like now I'm playing small ball. Yeah. So and now it goes back to the whole substitution thing. Yeah. And it's like it, it just it, it just was like I said from the start, it was just not a good fit. It yeah. just it should not have ever been. Yeah. And then their second point guard, Rondo, Rondo's shooting 65% from the line. I mean, so and it, those it, are their three main ball handlers. Exactly. Their three main ball handlers can't shoot free throws. I mean, you got teams at the end of quarters, at the end of halves, just fouling them and making them miss free throws and getting back in games because of it. You know what I mean? Slowing it's, down the game again. It's slowing down the game. And, that's, and like I said, this is just all to provide context to what Luke Walton was working with. And like they said, what he should have been doing, it's easy for us to sit up here and say what he should have been doing. Right. But, I mean, basic people who know basic basketball – they will see that if your team is not shooting free throws at a evil, even adequate level, that something has to be done about that. You know what I mean? You can't just let that rock. Got to address it. And the thing is, though, despite all of that, I looked up the stuff this morning. They were still like ninth in feet in field goal percentages. So they were still hitting shots and things like that. And they were playing like pretty good defense. They were in the top uh, half in defense. You know what I mean? For the season, they're in the top half of defense. They're not. They're not a sorry team. Well, well, you do gotta allude to the slow pace that they were playing at too, though. Like they're not a fast-paced team. They weren't, you know, scoring 120 points. I mean, what well, they they end up scoring a lot of points actually. They were averaging 111 points. That's how much they average for a season. 111. So, so well, that, I will say that's probably that on them streaks where they were losing yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, they were giving up a lot of points, but I mean, they they didn't as a team. They weren't. Uh, I don't know, like they weren't, they weren't. I wouldn't say they were like, like together as far as like their motions. It'd be like more so like just steals and stuff. Yeah. Like they were getting like like LeBron steals. Like yeah. it wasn't actual like playing defense, contesting good shots. Like their opponents shooting low percentages against yeah. them, and then their scoring on the other hand, they were scoring inside. Like yeah. they can't shoot behind the three point line, and of course back to the free throws. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of inside buckets. They were. That's why Javel McGee. Got a higher plus minus than yeah. everybody else on the team because yeah. he's get, he's going five for five, six for six, nine for nine, you know, for most of the game, and that's easy money. Yeah, absolutely. And so we we, we we've covered um, we've covered the middle of the season. So now we're not not the middle of the season, but the first half, like the the quarter, a quarter of it. That's how they were playing at the quarter. And like I said, despite all of the bad free throw shooting, inadequate coaching. All that stuff. They still were fourth in the West, and they still were at the time. They were playing. They were towards the the All Star break. They were playing really good basketball. They played the Warriors and they beat the Warriors like they stole something. You know what I mean? That's the game. 
that changed the Lakers season. And that's when LeBron popped his groin. And he led us to believe that it wasn't that serious. But obviously, obviously, it was way worse than what we all initially thought. He thought he just tweaked it and he was going to come back in two weeks. But it wasn't like that. It was not like that. Mm -hmm. And that game against the Warriors, I thought at that time, LeBron James was my MVP. And, you know, it was a three-horse race or four-horse. You got Harden, Giannis, uh, PG, and I thought LeBron, just because of what he was doing with that team and those players, because, you know, you talk about all the other guys, uh, Giannis, PG, and, um, Harden. and Harden, they all got better teams than LeBron. They all got they all got better teams. You know, Houston's better than the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, OKC, obviously, and then uh, the Bucks. they're the number one team in the, uh, in the NBA, so, I mean, all, exactly, they're, all their teams are way better than the Lakers, and for LeBron to have that team... Fourth in the toughest conference, the Western Conference, and then beat the Warriors like they stole something on Christmas Day. I didn't see how he couldn't be the MVP. Who was your? What did you think about that? I mean, um, midseason, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because he was doing LeBron-esque things, yeah, but he was doing it on a team that ideally shouldn't be doing it. You know, with his being as young as they were, but as as stated, they was they were playing solid defense. You know, getting steals. Getting blocks like they were like they were actually trying to play basketball, mm-hmm. and and to the growing pop, I mean even that even even finishing out that game yeah. like they still were like playing they basketball still were that playing game, hard like, and killing game. Him. yeah like they didn't like just like oh man like there goes the there goes LeBron so yeah you know but then after that it just I don't know yeah <laughs> what you think who was your MVP at that time Chuck it was LeBron it was just for what he was what the teammates were I I. Yeah. I depend a lot of my basketball knowledge based off uh, who teammates are, who your teammates are. And it, for the teammates he had, that never been, nobody has ever really won except for Rondo and JaVel. Like, the rest yeah. of the team, they were just, they, they've never even probably, I want to say KCP. Lance went to the, Lance went to the, the conference final with Indiana. Yeah, but KCP, now, like, yeah. like, so like six players yeah. out of a 15-man roster is yeah. the only people that went to the playoffs. Yeah. But the ma- people that was getting a big amount of minutes were the were the young players, yeah. so it was just good to see. You know, it was it was LeBron being LeBron. It was he was keeping his name yeah. intact. It, 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 it kind of reminded me of him in uh, his his first stint in Cleveland. Yeah, like when he got brought them to the finals a couple times and whatnot. Like that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Like that that hunger was like it, it's, yeah, it was like he, he he was just like he just was hungry this first half of the season. Like. I don't care what happened last year. I don't, I'm like, I forget the Kyrie beef. Yeah. Like, none of that matters to me. I'm here, and this is what I – it seemed like it was about basketball. Yeah. Like, it, that's what I thought it was. It, yeah. It, it seemed good. And once his groin pop, I honestly – because of the way they were playing, the way Lonzo and the way Ingram and Kuzma like, and even JaVale, I thought that they could have kept the ship afloat. I thought they were going to at least – yeah, at least five hundred something. At least keep themselves afloat, and at least wait till LeBron got back. Cause I mean, let's just be real. We knew LeBron was gonna rush himself back. Like we all knew he was gonna rush himself back. And I probably I knew that the injury was probably way worse. If it was just a strain, you could have worked that out. And you could have played through it. They shoot players and athletes that were torn all all the time. That's a steroid. And they'll come back in the game and they'll play like nothing happened. But like if you sat out the whole game, that means there's something seriously wrong with you. You know what I mean? I think. His, I think he probably tore his groin, you know what I mean? But he just don't want to tell people. You know, he don't really tell anybody injuries. You remember last year, nobody knew he broke his hand. 
they were speculating that he broke his hand. Then he, the last game of the finals, he had the cast on. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> trying to garner sympathy from us. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So that's I kind of just wanted to put in context the first half of the Lakers season and just show all the listeners how we got to the end of the Lakers season because the beginning of the Lakers season and the end of the Lakers season are two totally the antithesis of each other. They are complete opposites. And so when we get to the next segment, because I got to tell him out for my sponsors, when we get to the next segment, we're going to discuss in the middle what LeBron did to kill the team chemistry, and then we're going to go to the back half of the season where he finally came away, came back, excuse me, came back from his groin injury, and he decided to play through this injury or whatever, or whatever you want to say, play hurt. That's a difference of opinion, matter of opinion, what he was actually doing. Playoff push. Playoff push, right. And he's going to go zero dark 30 in the regular season like he always tries to do. So I got to pause so I can get my sponsors in. And so after that, we're going to discuss what he did in the middle of the season and then at the trade deadline. All right, welcome back to the Hammond Turkey. We have discussed uh, LeBron's first half of his season. So now we're to the point now where he's hurt his groin and he's out for a myriad of games and now he decides to come back. If I'm not mistaken, I think we say he came back against the Clippers. Right, he came came back against the Clippers. I'm almost positive they lost that game. It was right there. I think they lost that game. However, we know now that LeBron was not healthy. He He was playing hurt, playing with a bad groin, and if anyone, any athlete that's listened to this, you've ever hurt their groin or any lower extremity, you know that you cannot move, you cannot move laterally, you can't do any of that stuff. So the fact that he toughed it out, I respect it. However, at age 34, I I just don't agree with doing stuff like that, especially when this is a guy who don't play defense. So, I mean, we just you just got to keep that type of context in your mind when you're thinking about what's going on. And in the midst of that, LeBron was – Doing stuff as LeBron usually does, he was trying to uh, force a trade for Anthony Davis to come to LA, and it had been reported before by Chris Haynes of the Athletic and Google that Anthony Davis had already let the team, the Pelicans, know that he was not going to resign. Anthony Davis currently has two years, well, now one, but he had two years left on his deal. And so he let them know that he was not going to resign with them. But what happened was they were winning a little bit at the beginning, and the management thought that it was just going to be all right because he's winning, he's laughing, he's joking. So we, we straight, we good. And that was never the case. So now we're nearing the trade deadline, and Magic, who was the GM at the time, or excuse me, the head of basketball operations, uh, he was vigorously trying to force a trade and along with Magic. It was Magic, it was Rob Palenka, it was Clutch Sports and Rich Paul, and it was LeBron. They're all trying to force this trade. And I want Chester to regurgitate and repeat to me what he told me during text, what would happen if LeBron tried to do this. Um, I said it was going to backfire just because... 
I mean, that's just anywhere that you right. play. Like, everywhere that you go, you have pride. Like, we don't play in the league and or nothing like that, but we have pride right. just in us. So, you're talking about people that's at the highest level. Most of them never even been in a situation like this where they have the composure to just deal with it. Yeah. They're not veterans. Yeah. So, it was just going to backfire, and that's what it did. That's exactly what happened. It backfired right on them. My issue with the whole thing is, though, is that after the trade deadline came and went, he was like, well, I'm happy with the core players that we got. Obviously, that's a blatant lie because you just tried to trade the whole team, right? So, how are you happy with the whole core? I mean, exactly. I don't don't want to say he tried to trade the whole team. I'm pretty sure he definitely was willing to give up. A lot of players. Okay, let me before you say that, let me read this quote. Brian Winhorst put out an article two days ago. This is what he two said days two days ago, April seventeenth. What's today? Today's yeah, the it's the nineteenth, I believe. Hold on, let's double check. Yeah, let's double check the date. Twentieth, twentieth, twenty. So we put out an article three days ago. And the title of the article was The Handbook on Coaching LeBron. This is this is what he said. And the title Basically, the, the, I'm going to give you the context of the article. The context of the article was he was saying the next coach, because you know the Luke Walton got fired, so mm-hmm. the next coach of the Lakers has to be willing to put up with this stuff to coach LeBron mm-hmm. and coexist with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so this was one of the topics in the article by Brian Winhorse. Give you another context. Brian Winhorse has been covering LeBron since he was in high school. So he's wrote like three books on LeBron, and he covers LeBron every day. That is his job at ESPN to cover LeBron. This is what he said. He says, James has mastered the art of influencing decisions without taking ownership of them. If we're to issue a direct statement, if he were to issue a direct statement, then the team would know he was fully willing to stand behind it and take blame, credit, or work, take the blame or the credit when it works or when it fails. So okay. go ahead and say what you're going to say. Okay, okay. So we can say that about anybody. Nah. You can literally, I'm not saying, I'm saying it just in, in reality. You can say that about anybody. Like you can have some influence. I'm not saying he doesn't have any influence. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying he's not saying, hey, man, you know, get this guy involved. See what they say about that. I'm not saying he didn't say that. But I'm not saying, I'm also not saying he said, get rid of the whole team, get AD here. I'm not saying he said that. They were willing to offer Kuzma, Ingram, Zubak. Absolutely, absolutely. And four first round picks. That's the whole team, right? I'm not saying LeBron was the was the main sole person person that made that decision that was going for that decision. Mm -hmm. I'm saying Magic was the one probably that was like, "Hey, man, I give up this whole team for for that." Right. You know, I feel like he's the guy that that will say that, and I feel like you know, Polinka, like you said, was like, "Hey, well, I mean, if you think it's a good idea and it's going to bring us, you know, I think that's how it all occurred." And I think LeBron, you know, obviously saying like, "Hey, man." You know, the best talent is going to win us a championship. Like right. like he's just saying right. there. You know, he, you know, coheres them to kind of feel like, well, he agrees. So, right. yeah, I think he's more agreeing to it. But I'm not, come on, man. You got to think, these people got families. I think the man is a family man. I don't think it's completely just basketball. But at the same time, it is a matter of winning and having the best talent on the floor. Right. Who doesn't want that? Yes. Like he said when they asked him, like, oh, would you like to play with AD? Who, who like, who wouldn't? Right. Name a person in the world. I want to play with AD. I want to play yeah, with AD. But it's just the only difference is that those guys are veterans. Absolutely. They haven't been through the cycle. Absolutely. To understand no, that no. you're here today and going tomorrow. No, no. And I, and I understand their feeling. I'm yeah. not, I don't argue with the way Kuzma, and, you know, kind of felt about it. But that's where, like you were saying, you know, he kind of just went back to kind of saying, oh, like, 
you know, we're good. I like my team. Like, you don't go do that either. Right. Now, <laughs> you, you got to go be real with them. You go, you know, you tell them, like, look, it, it, again, it ain't it ain't personal, but it's personal. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm trying to get a championship and y'all not ready. Yeah, and there was a report that they had that, like, when all this was going on, like, after it was over, or I think, excuse me, before it was over, they had a team meeting. Mm-hmm. And they said, it was obviously, it was all the players there. It was a players-only meeting. And they said it was very contentious because LeBron is, like, pointing out what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. But they're also pointing out what he's not doing, specifically not playing defense. Mm-hmm. We're young players, and we got to push you to go play defense. So it's like, how are you going to tell us that we need to play better when you don't even play defense? And so I always say that to say it's like, you can't tell me nothing, especially if you try to trade me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me I need to play better, I need to play better defense, when first and foremost you try to trade me, and then secondly, you're not even doing that stuff yourself. Well, I, I, I do understand that, but you got to be a man, like Chester said. It's a business. Granted, like you yeah, said, they're young players. Because he did this last yeah, year. Yeah. He had two teams last year. <laughs> and they still went to the finals, so it's just it, he can't do it. That's, but that's what I told EJ is just because of who it is. Yeah, you can't move with everybody the way that you move. And, and that's that's like, a whole thing. Like, like said, with the coaches, you got to have a, a coach that's willing to tolerate him trying to be the second, rather, first coach on the team. And yeah. you kind of being a backup coach. Yeah. But, hey, he don't – it's it's same thing with the players. They got to accept certain things, and that's a part of the business. Like, people get – like said, people get traded every day. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think Blake Griffin wanted out of L.A., like, just off the rip? Like, yeah, like, it, it, it burns, but, like, that was his first time going through it, and he was salty. Like, he didn't want to talk to him. Really salty. So, you yeah. just got to understand, like, they younger than De- him. Right, yeah. DeMar DeRozan. I mean, great, yeah. he's older, but these guys spent their careers in these places. So, like, they're thinking, this is this is where so everybody for. first time, they, it's just about reacting the same way, and that's what i seen. Like, but I this feel, is going to backfire. I, feel, I, I, just, I do feel like, though, however... Um, like I said, I feel like he didn't do a good job of the after effects, and yeah. that's why it backfired. Because yeah. I mean, during yes, I feel like it was going to be a big. It was going to mess up the whole season. It messed up the whole season. But I felt like the season still had a chance if he would have came back to them and been able to. Like after yeah. this was not going to happen, and yeah. once it was kind of put this on the shelf, we not getting yeah. him this year. I think he should have went to them. Hey guys, listen, don't take it personal. Yeah. Like I, I, I was just trying to do what they wanted me to come here and do. Yeah. And and this is this is part of the business. I, I want to play with the best talent. I'm I'm late in my career. Yeah. I don't really have time to be sitting here teaching y'all. And that and that is a fair point. You're right. He don't have time to be teaching. That is. I will agree. I will modify my stages. Look, you're right. He doesn't have time to teach. However, you don't have to play with these. We know. We all three of us know. They're trying to set up for this season. This off season. Right. They're trying to. Get two max players. They're trying to get Kawhi or KD. Don't I don't personally think it's gonna happen, but they're trying to get these guys. However, even if he did get AD, I mean the team was still gonna suck anyway. But I mean I knew the AD AD trade wasn't gonna happen. But you still gotta be more diplomatic about it than he was. He was blatantly disrespectful with it. You don't have dinner with AD or even let people see you. Have AD come to your house, something. But don't go in public and have dinner with the man and then say, "Well, we were just talking basketball." Like that's a lie, bro. Like that's a blatant lie, you know what I'm saying? Like don't don't play on our intelligence like that. I'll just put it like this: Say me and you, we out here, we out here winning, right? Winning. And then you hear from somebody else, like yo, just say he don't even want you on the team. You gonna feel somewhere, absolutely. And that's all that it is, like. And 
but it's gonna make you feel the way and like it's just, since it's just their first time it's just no, they just not gonna handle it like a mature man would i i understand that but like but i think it would have it would have been a little easier for them to cope with if he would have came to them like like a man and, right and been like yo i don't think so because it's just like it's a business for them it's a business for him and they know that in order for them to get the go to go on AD, he got to say something. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and they know that. They're like, it don't matter how big or little the influence. If he said, nah, we can wait for AD, they would wait. Absolutely. He but as soon as you put the go, once you put, press the go button, you can't get mad at the reaction you're going to yeah. get. No, you, I, not at all. But, so it's just that, like that's what happens in business. No, like, like I said, I agree to that. I just feel like things get handled better when, when there's more communication. Absolutely. communication is open. Yes. Right, so. Like, granted, yeah, because you got to think at first, not everybody was on the table. Yeah. So, at first, it was like, damn, man, we might lose so-and-so. And then, out of nowhere, shit, we might lose. We all might. Like, damn, we all might be. I mean, yeah. damn, that's great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's a business. I, I can I can concur to that. I would just, I would be understanding more so if LeBron would have communicated. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, honestly, it felt like a situation where it's like, it's, it's damn as you do, it's damn as you yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. It was like, if he did try to train him, they was just going to lose. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, I should have been did this. If yeah. Would, if you would have did this at the beginning of the year, then they can handle that the whole summer. Yeah. So that's my only thing. Like, if you're going to push the button, don't wait till 10 days before, and then once you don't get it, now we all just got to hoop. Like, yeah. like we're going to get along. And that's not, that's just naturally, that's impossible. We all humans. Yeah. We all got emotions. It just don't go down facts, like that. Facts. And the thing is, AD has signed... Cause he did. Cause he remember he fired his agent. Yeah. He fired his agent, and then he signed with. with, with, with yeah, he already had his deal exactly. with everything. He, so they tried. They tried to back channel it. They tried to be like, "Yo, we got everything in place. You just pull the tr- y'all just pull the trigger, and we're just gonna make this happen." Mm-hmm. And when it didn't happen, everybody. First of all, they tried to vilify uh, AD, which wasn't fair to him because he had already let them know, like, "Yo, I'm not gonna resign with y'all after two years." So they should have been actively trying to trade him. And then LeBron, like you said, tried to push the GOAT button, which he usually does with everything else. And LeBron would be looked at as a villain anyway. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, it was damned if he do and it was damned if he don't. However, like you said, communications, they save relationships. So, with these people, with the new teammates that he had, he should have tried to do a better job of facilitating those relationships. Listen, I'm trying to play with the best talent. Now, we're going to be working on some trades. You know what I'm saying? Five or six of y'all may be in them. I can't guarantee this. You know what I'm saying? And then, like you said, they're just going to have the respect and be men about it. And, and I do want to say, too, though, granted, it is not his job yeah. to tell them what's going on. That That isn't his job. They're not in the office. They're not in the meetings for yeah. whatever reason. That's, you know, again, that's whoever's business. Yeah. But, again, if the line is open, it do make for an easier transition into, yeah. into being a team again. Because now when you go have that, that players-only meeting and you go, hey, Guys, y'all got to play better. And I'm not saying now just y'all. I'm saying me too. Because now, you know, you're getting that bounce off reflection where it's like, all right, you're reflective and you have and you can see what's going on with us too. Now we can do it as a team and get better. Because I feel like they could have made the playoffs. They could have definitely. They were definitely in the race. They They were definitely in the race. Yeah. And so um, I just want to say we're giving you context because in the middle of that, that's what the Lakers, that's what the Lakers were going through. That's what they were trying to play through and play with. They were trying to play through these trade rumors, you know, the inconsistent play from LeBron, LeBron being hurt, all of this stuff. And, you know, the All-Star game that happened, and one of the things that struck me about the All-Star game was they had a draft this year. And so they had a draft, and it was Giannis, and it was LeBron, and they did a live draft. That's what made it 
that's what made it so publicized this year, just because um, they never did that. The NHL was the only one who did a, a live public draft. And you know in the NBA, and with social media now, they were going to make a big deal out of who picked who. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron, uh, so Giannis had picked Ben Simmons, because that's LeBron's man's. Mm -hmm. But we knew LeBron was going to pick AD. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I said, LeBron was just trying to be way too blatant with it. And so I... And that's where I bring back to my first point where I said that is my only issue with LeBron. LeBron always tries to literally want to control every single aspect around I don't know one person on the face of this earth that controls literally every aspect of everything. I don't I don't know I don't I don't know one person. Even the president of the United States doesn't control everything that happens in government. So I mean they're saying that well LeBron's one of the GOATs. Why can't he control everything? I mean my 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 rebuttal to that is why Why should LeBron control everything? I mean, it's just as simple as in the times that he won championships, he didn't control everything. It was a, I was reading something about a week ago where it was saying that um, that Tyrone Lue had to tell him to shut up in the middle of one of the games. Yes. And then in Miami, he wasn't going over Pat Riley. So, it, I mean, I get it. For him to win, that's what has to happen. He needs somebody over him that's just going to. Say shut alive. up. Say say chill. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things. Just to bring up another another quote from that same article from Brian Winhorse. There's another section in that article that says the person who's the next person that's going to coach LeBron, they have to also possess this. The title of that paragraph was "Hold him accountable and be ready for him to push back." This is what Brian Winhorse said. He says those who knows James the best say he wants to be coached. He will accept being corrected. He will adapt. And he will try to improve. And he will accept blame for mistakes and genuinely promise to change. Sometimes. This is because James has zero qualms about going rogue. If he doesn't like the play call, he'll blow it off. If he doesn't like the game plan, he'll change it. If he doesn't like how you present him at coaching point, he'll fire right back at you. He'll do it in front of teammates and he'll do it in front of camera. And to your point, so like you said, there has, there has to be somebody that tells him to shut the hell up. Because he just he literally gonna try to control everything, and so that's, that's what was like, yeah. So everybody needs that. So so again, that goes back to what I was saying communication. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you have someone that's not gonna just sit there and let LeBron run the show, yeah. Like Luke Walton probably did, yeah. Like a few other coaches probably did. It's gonna be a different. It's gonna be a different outcome with yeah. LeBron. Same thing with the teammates. Had he communicated just a little differently with them, there's possibly a better outcome. And we maybe they win eight of the last. 14, 16 games that they couldn't win, yeah. and they get in the playoffs. I mean, still a bust, I guess. Yeah. But is it a bust because he made it or not? We'll, but we'll get to that. We're, absolutely. And um, so, when the middle of the Lakers season, they're trying to win games with all this extra turmoil. LeBron's blowing off play calls. They try to act like he wasn't blowing off play calls, but clearly the person who's covering him his whole career, clearly saying that he, he blows off play calls and he blows off game plans. So, I mean, is LeBron the first player, great player that's hard to coach? No, he's not. Because Jordan was also hard to coach. Jordan also got Doug Collins fired. You know what I mean? So LeBron's not LeBron's not the first great player that's hard to coach. However, you can say what you want about Jordan. I personally don't remember Jordan trying to control the whole team. He let Phil Jackson coach. Let B.J. Armstrong be the point guard. I don't remember Jordan trying to be the point guard, GM, and coach. Different league, though. That's a fact. It is a different league, and we're not going to go into a GOAT debate. I'm just saying I don't remember that. Well, well just, just to touch on yeah. that, the, just the fact of – how the play in the game was, you didn't your your player didn't have to coach the game. Yeah. The refs the refs made the made I mean, you know, the game was a little more free actually. Yeah. You know, it was like you were playing on the street. So like 
you didn't have to really call much. It was just yeah. like play on, yeah. like just play through it, you know. So I was like, we'll we'll call the ones that we think are really bad, or yeah. maybe here or there it really affected your shot. And then coaching, it was just more so. All right, I just gotta sit back. Yeah, you know, I just watch what y'all do. Okay, let's change that, change this. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the game has changed. You really have to. You got a game plan for players yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for things, and yeah, it's hard. To, it's definitely gonna be hard to do that with a player that that definitely thinks like a coach and, yeah. and on the floor is thinking, damn, if he did this, if he did that, you know, so back to your point, though. Yeah, I mean, and so just to uh, just to go back to the middle of the season, it's like it's tough. It's tough for, uh, for a team to thrive under these type of conditions. It's tough for teams to win games when they're constantly worried about if they're going to be traded. I mean, am I doing whatever LeBron wants me to do? Am I doing what the coach wants to do? What's going on with the GM and the basketball, the VP? Like, they're trying to win games between all this. And so, back to my All-Star point, they had the All-Star game. He played in the All-Star game. Then he comes back. Then he goes on Twitter, and he talks about, uh, well, you know, I'm going to go in the zero dark 30, and we're going to make the playoffs. And he was really adamant about He's going to shut social media off, and we're going to, they're going to make the playoffs. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure they made the playoffs. However, this is what I want to get to with the middle of the season and after the All-Star break. My, like I said, my thing with LeBron is, is like he, want, he wants to win. However, I don't feel like he always wants to do the things that it takes to win. You know what I mean? Especially with the situation. When LeBron came back, they were, what, 10th in the West? And so he was going to have to put on – a Herculean effort to try to win those games. And if y'all remember, after the All-Star break, remember, Brandon Ingram was hooping. You could have made a case at that at that, that, that beginning point. He was their best player. Cool. Brandon Ingram. Not at the beginning point. At the begin, I'm saying at the after beginning point after the All-Star oh, yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he came out and he was hooping. He yeah, was like, he yo. Came he, yeah, he came out ultra-aggressive. He came out ultra-aggressive. He was taking shots. LeBron was giving him the ball, setting him up. And they, they was getting after it. And I like what I was seeing from Brandon Ingram. Lonzo was still hurt. You know, he they they don't like the coach. Yeah, they shut him down. He didn't like the coach. His dad got on uh, FS1 with Skip and Shannon and said that he wasn't pretty much he wasn't going to come back and play for right. Milwaukee. So, I mean, that was a watch. And Lonzo, honestly, he probably was their best defender besides JaVale McGee. But their best on-ball perimeter defender was yeah. probably Lonzo. Lonzo, is Lonzo, that's what it was. It's Lonzo, LeBron, and JaVale McGee all have positive plus minuses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it, it, may, it makes sense. They needed Lonzo to win, but Lonzo hurt his ankle. So, I mean... There was nothing there. I mean, they didn't have somebody else to replace. Rondo's towards the end of his career, and Rondo still is effective. However, he's not as effective like Lonzo is on the defensive end. You know what I mean? He's so smaller too. way smaller. Uh, he doesn't. He just. He just can't guard those those tough guards like they, the Dame Lillards, the Russell Westbrooks, the Kemba Walkers, the Kyrie's of the world. He can't guard those new guys no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe there once upon a time he could, but he can't now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Culminated with the fact they still can't shoot free throws. Culminated with the fact they're still not playing defense. I mean, yeah. as we alluded before, we're going to keep harping on this point. Defense is an important part of basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, you just can't not play defense. Defense wins championships. Exactly. Defense wins championships. You can't, for all the people who want to say, like, LeBron's the goal, LeBron's the goal, and I'm not making this a goal debate. All I want to point out is no one ever had to question whether Jordan was consistently playing defense. No one is saying that Jordan never took plays off. But LeBron be taking whole games off. There's an article in ESPN last year that says that LeBron walks during the game 77% of the time. So that means the other 30%, what is he doing? Barely playing defense. So, I mean, even look at this season. 
So you take that, you could maybe you could up it to eighty percent this year. Uh, we will, but we will go back and tell you that it's a different game when you have to do the scoring, set up the scoring. Like you were, you've told me yourself that's a different beast. It's tough. It is tough. So, but it wasn't like he was the only player. He wasn't like he was the only player playing. We just made a a case that Brandon Ingram could have been their best player. So it wasn't like he was just out there on his own. But you're not putting in an injury. And, and not to mention, he's not a a, a, a runaround player. He doesn't usually guard a player that's running around either. So I mean, him walking is. Yeah, I mean, or just I mean that's normal. You're not running, guarding people unless you're chasing JJ Reddick. No, but the the article was saying like during the game, in any point he's walking. No, he's not running. He's not hustling. He's walking during the game. But even yeah. so, though, that's my point. Though, how many times in the game though is one individual running versus his, compared to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I I wholeheartedly agree. He doesn't play good enough defense for the caliber of player he is. Yes. But, back to Chester's point, for how much work he does have to put in on both ends of the floor, because he still has to coach players on defense, too. Because yeah. he still is telling someone, go there, go there, granted he's not doing it himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is back to the same problem we had already. You know, you, you got you to, gotta, you know, you gotta show practice it. what you <laughs> preach. Yeah. You know, if you're going to tell people, hey, move here, move here, pay attention, see that, watch that, you also can't just be watching, at, you know, them, them not yeah. do it while you're not doing yeah. it. So, I mean, I hear you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on that, on that, but at the same time, I, 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 I got to get a guy his credit, you know. Right. I mean, and you have to be fair, and I, and I try to be as fair as possible. Yeah. However, no, you don't. Why am I not being fair? Because we're not going to get into that, though. That's the whole problem. Because that's going to go back to that goat. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not going to go to the goat. Goat goat takes too long. Because, well, just just to say, like, you say the defense thing, like, we're not going to, you can't base defense slowly. Like, you can't give defense the credit of being the greatest player because there's so many other things that make defense versus offense where you're scoring. Like, the ball has to go in the basket. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's offense. Yeah. Like, it's not. I mean, yeah, you can pass the ball. That's cool. Rebounding goes both ways. Yeah. But it's off. It's scoring. That's that's offense. Yeah. Defense is kind of a plethora. It's not at one person. It can. You know what I'm saying? We you, just you, went through this. You can't this just with your KD. You're not, you're not blocking ten shots a game. You're not getting ten steals a game. You can do that with every other stat. You're not doing it with those two. Granted, if you are, you are incredibly elite, and you're more than likely defensive player of the year. But you're not yeah. going to be the MVP. <laughs> but yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. Nonetheless. Um, wasn't a you said Jordan wasn't defensive player. Was. See, they trying to bait me in the goal discussion. I'm not, not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. No, 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 I told him that I'm not going to do that. We're going to stick to LeBron. I would just say this about the Jordan and LeBron thing. You like you said, it's two different games. If Jordan, I would I would say Jordan wouldn't wouldn't play the same amount of defense if he had to do all of the distributing as well as putting up the numbers that he's doing in that game in that era. I'm okay. saying. I wouldn't say that. Say now he couldn't be like James Harden with the with the assists and scoring. But I'm saying back then, if he had to do all the scoring and set up all the plays, I don't think he would be the elite defender because he would be wasting so much, so much on the offensive end. And that goes back to your point about the game, uh, uh, the evolution of the game and how it has changed. I mean, the only point for it back when Jordan was playing was like Pippen, and then like uh, Penny, Magic, yeah, like people like that. Like there wasn't a lot of these guys. Now you look around the league, there's like mad point. We got PG, Brian, everybody, Giannis, all these po- all these guys that play point four, you know what I mean? So they're asked to do a lot because their skill set says that they can do a lot. Yeah. So they're putting more on them. And I and I totally am cognizant of that point. However, what I want to 
bring out and what I want to always harp on is that LeBron, LeBron hasn't been playing defense, and I looked it up, and we talked about this on the other podcast. LeBron had been playing defense since he left uh, Miami. <laughs> his defensive ratios have gone down every single year. This is this year he had his his worst. Uh, tied for his worst defensive win shares. But I would say that that's just due to the organizations that he ain't playing for. The difference between Miami and Cleveland? There's a huge difference Super. between Pat Riley and Dan Gilbert. You're going to tell me there's not a difference? There's there's a difference. Oh, there is a difference. Yeah, there's Legend. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's it's just a difference in a program. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but. That's anybody. But that's just anybody that played with Miami. Not even saying LeBron. Like, when you, when players go to Miami, like, Deion Waiters has always been out of shape. I've only seen him in shape. In Miami, <laughs> so like Miami just has a culture, of, yeah, of that. And the, even though my going back to Miami, you know, what I mean, going back to my other point about LeBron trying to control things, like he didn't even let Pat Riley know he was leaving Miami because Pat Riley wouldn't listen to him on certain players that he wanted. Now Pat Riley is a Hall of Fame coach and he's won more than LeBron has, so I understand Pat Riley telling tell LeBron to shut the hell up. I I totally get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He has learned that right now. LeBron ain't like it, so what he do? He left and got his own team, yeah. which I, I have no issues with. However, well, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ted. Go ahead. Do you think that's the reason why he left? Because he, because he. No, I think or? the reason. No, I think the reason why he left was culminating in a bunch of factors. Number one, uh, any team LeBron goes to, they'll be top heavy, which means that they have a lot of star players, but mm-hmm. everything on the back end is horrible. Usually, you know what I mean. They they have all sub and subpar players, which was going to happen this year. Exactly, the exactly. It, it happens everywhere he goes. Leaves Cleveland. Who, who's our best player now on Cleveland? Uh, Sexton, maybe? Yeah. Colin, Colin Sexton. Sexton. You know what I'm saying? But when he left, it was just... Uh, it was Larry Nance, honestly. I'll say he was the best player. It wasn't Love? Oh, yeah. Kevin Love. My fault. My bad. Kevin Love hurt. Yeah. He didn't play majority of the season. Yeah, he missed like 50 I think games. it was that, that he saw that the talent wasn't there. I thought he wanted to like legitimately win a title for Cleveland. That's two. And I thought the third one was Pat Riley wasn't trying to acquiesce with none of his requests. And so he, he went to a place where he could potentially win. He could con- semi-control the roster passive-aggressively, and he could win a title for, his, for Cleveland. That's why I feel he left. But that's anybody, though. See, if I don't get what I want over here, I'm going to go over there. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So why are you taking it away from him? I'm not taking it away from him. He asked me why oh, okay. he left, and I'm telling you why he left. Oh, okay. See, I thought I personally think like the the Cleveland thing, I think that was definitely one of the things. I think playing with Kyrie was definitely a factor in there. Yeah, thinking knowing he was going to basically get his own another big three over here in Cleveland. Yeah, so it was like okay, I'm get a younger big three over here in Cleveland. I think yeah. that was his biggest factor. Yeah, like I think LeBron's whole objective in this whole controlling thing is his longevity, mm-hmm. which is I, I mean he don't get a lot of credit for it. I mean, which I think he should get a lot more credit for all what he do in the game. And that he does, and mind you, not just a regular season in the playoffs too. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about someone that been to the, the the finals what six, seven years in a row. Was like, it nine? I thought it was nine years. Nine finals appearance, right? Nine, nine. Either nine or eight. eight. It was yeah. either nine or either, eight. Either way, in a row. Yeah. That's that's another. You're talking minimum thir- like thirty more games. So we're talking about another like two more seasons added yeah. onto the seasons that he literally didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. And then to 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 bring that point. And then to bring it back to the Lakers, so yeah, that's LeBron, what LeBron went to the finals eight straight times or nine straight times, whatever it is. He went there eight straight times playing in the Eastern Conference. And, like, the talent pool, I'm not saying it's garbage, but it's not like the Western Conference. When the bottom team in the Eastern Conference is under 500, mm-hmm. 
and then the bottom team in the Western Conference is over. Has 50 Exactly. Wins. It's <laughs> close to 50 wins. I mean, that's a big disparage in talent right there. You know what I mean? And as Kobe said in one of his articles, I mean, one of his interviews, I think LeBron took that for granted, like how good the Western Conference is. Like the eighth, who's the eighth seed this year? Who's going to say, wait, are the Clippers? Yeah. The Clippers are a tough team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, they beat Golden State that one game after coming back from, from 30 down. You know what I mean? So LeBron didn't carefully assess the situation. He didn't. He thought that he was going to still be at 34 years old. He thought he was still going to be prime GOAT LeBron. And he I still mean, is he great. Was. No, he, 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 he was. Though. By the numbers, he is. But, I mean, if your team sucks, then what does that really mean? But it's, that, that's, that's not him. I mean, it's I still it, teammates. Yeah. Teammates are their own individuals. So, and to your point, and, I, and I'm going to bring this out because Chester said when the, when it happened, he said LeBron was going to a worse situation as opposed to the situation in Cleveland. And that is a fact. Cleveland, when they went to the finals, they had five players with a, a plus minus, a positive plus minus. The Lakers only have three, including LeBron. So that is actually a fact. He is going to a worse situation. That team, I will say, and I will modify my stance, that the team in L.A., they have more talent. They're not necessarily better. They have more talent. They but have more. That falls on who? On LeBron or the coach? Mm-hmm. And it's a combination of both. Like we like we've been stating, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of how he handles certain situations, well, and it's a combination of the coach. I was gonna say that goes back to him trying to get that trade. Yeah, which is what he does though in his career. Because before the Miami thing, I think he had like a, a little like realization, like an epiphany or something. Mm-hmm. Like oh shit, I'm at what point in age in my career? They're comparing me to Jordan faithfully. Yeah, I gotta start winning. But I'm getting older, yeah. so how do I stay young and and win and get older at the same time? Yeah, you get better players around you. Mm-hmm. You got less of a workload. Yeah, he he was happy to give Kyrie the mantle. But Kyrie, we're not even gonna get. We'll do Kyrie later. Kyrie <laughs> is such a baby man. I, I can't stand Kyrie. I like him as a basketball player. But you gotta understand, he learned that from LeBron. He actually he's a little that's baby. That's the Star Wars. That's the Star Wars yeah. with them two. So I will we'll we'll do Kyrie later, and that'll be long because I got a lot to say about Kyrie. Luke. I am your father. Yeah. Like yeah, that's man. that. All right. All right. But so LeBron, the whole the Lakers, they're 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 trying to deal with all this stuff. They're trying to deal with playing aside LeBron James. Like that's a huge huge feat. You know what I mean? That kind of, that 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 means something that holds weight, you know. And so when you're trying to play aside LeBron James, first of all, and when you're trying to deal with trade rumors and deal with things such of that nature, it's going to be tough for them to win. And they did not win. They did not win consistently. They were when LeBron came back, they were tenth in the West. They ultimately didn't get it done. Can I just what's up? Let's not say that it was tough for them to win. It was just tough for them to play because they could have won so yeah. many games. Yeah. yeah, they just wouldn't play right. But they, the- they just. Fell, fell apart in, in, in random different parts. Free throws and, and three, can't shoot three pointers. Yeah, and like, it is the same factors so, even with LeBron. So, right, yeah. so. and that's that. You're right. That is a fair point. They just they just couldn't get it together. They like couldn't play together. They just couldn't just couldn't, couldn't get together. together. Dealing with entirely too much, and so one point I want to go back to is um this is where I'll probably be labeled as a hater, and I just like to keep it real. <laughs> so here we go, LeBron. Against the Celtics, this was when Rondo hit that shot. Rondo hit that game winner. And I think it was before the game. They were saying, they were talking about the Anthony Davis trade. They were talking about how he was trying to get him there, how he was trying to muscle in. LeBron was saying, well, 
I don't really have anything left to prove. You know what I mean? I've done all I've done in my career, and I have nothing left to prove. So my whole thing is, then why are you in L.A. then? Why are you talking about you're going to bring championships to L.A.? Why are you, why are, if you ain't got nothing to prove, why not just retire? Why not just... Why not just say, oh, ethic? Because now, because now, you know what he's doing? He's setting the table for when they start losing. They'll be like, well, you know, I ain't really have what I need. And then my man, uh, Rob Parker for FS1, brought out a point the other day. He was, excuse me, uh, Rick Buecher. He brought out a point the other day. He was saying LeBron in his interviews was saying that he needs the things to compete. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't say nothing about competing. You talked about winning championships. Two different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Competing is... We're going to go to the second, third round of, of the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Winning, right. <laughs> winning, winning means you're going to win championships like Kobe did. But that, but that's all dependent on teammates. Like, you did you, but honestly, did yeah. you expect that team that he, when, when, once the season started, if they were to say that that was the team he was going to have from beginning to end, did you really think that they would have a chance in the title? No. I so thought they had a chance in the playoffs. Hold on, but you but you would think that he would need the tools to compete. Yes, absolutely. So what's the so what's the problem with with what LeBron said? If you agree with it, no. What my problem with LeBron is is they trying to set he trying to set the table for more excuses. But That's it's not an excuse if it's the truth. You no. agree with it. it, but it is an excuse though. How? Because he's supposed to be competing for titles, not not playoff bursts. But you're saying that he's a so you're saying that he wants to get better talent in AD. Yeah. Correct. He, we said that he went about it the wrong way. Wait, yeah. But I'm pretty probably. sure that they told him during the off season probably that we were going to try to get better talent. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he signed off on the talent that came, thinking that it was going to be like in Cleveland, and he can just get a trade. So you're saying he got railroaded? Is what you're saying? I'm not saying he got railroaded. I'm saying that he got in business, and some sometimes in business things don't go as planned. Yeah. So I, I won't. Like I said, when he first said it, it just didn't make sense because they were. Tim C without him. Yeah. So it was like if you wow. go in there and you're not going with no one else, like Paul George was out yeah. and he went, he signed back with OKC. So yeah. if you're not going there with talent, because it takes talent to win. Yeah. Regardless. Especially. Yeah. So and, and just that. And like I said, I don't want to come off as a hater. However, my the why people say that I'm Skip Daniels is because I have the same position that Skip has. Like the media. People around, people you talk to, they always want to set the stage for LeBron to have an excuse. Even That's why we're doing the first year in L.A. Because people want to set the stage for him to have an excuse like, oh, well, you know, he didn't have a players or anything. But honestly, me personally, a lot of the stuff that went on with the Lakers was his doing. You know what I mean? So I don't, I feel like there should be no excuses now. Y'all should hold him accountable, like the article said. Hold him accountable for the stuff that he actually did because people have an issue with holding him accountable, i.e. people like Shannon Sharp, who LeBron does everything right. Nah, he call, He said he tells us when he's wrong. Nah, I, I, I watch the show every day, and he rarely does it. Like I said, he, he does it, though. Like I said, he, he, I mean, he did what he does everywhere he goes. Right. The only thing is, it didn't go how it normally goes. Yeah, that's it. That's the only so, thing so, that so, with that being said, is that's the only part had, that should have that should have been addressed. Really, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, so he didn't get, they couldn't get AD. Like I said, if he goes back and talks to them, lets them know, hey man, look, I, yeah, I wanted him here, you know, and it's nothing against you guys, but he's a proven veteran. Yeah, who who's better than AD on this team? Nobody. Nobody. So there's nothing to argue there. Just because I don't want to play with y'all to get to that that spot, it's it's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. I don't. Again, like I said, I stated earlier, he he knows Father Time is on his it's on his shoulders. Yeah. Like you're you're not gonna be 34 forever. You 
you're gonna be 35 next season, yeah. and then you know, so forth and so forth. Yeah, basketball is not like football. You you move a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's way harder to play at 40. We got Vince Carter, the last player playing since the 90s. Yes, it's very hard to last 20 years in in, in an NBA. Not to say that's not hard to last in football at all. Right. Said, you know. And I'll just say this about the zero dark 30. So he played 16 games, right? Mm -hmm. Post All-Star, he still shot 50%. Oh, his numbers are phenomenal. So that's what I'm saying. He still did what LeBron does. It's just teammates. I I even say, like, the the injuries to Lonzo, which you're a credit to. Who else had injuries? And I think he liked They shut down. They shut down Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. So, yeah. And it was, they did it after they were out of the playoff yeah, race. Yeah. So, I get that. But before. Well, Ball wasn't. Ball, no, was, ball was like before they, the All-Star yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. But that's more because they don't like him and his father. Yeah, they don't they, mess with the coach. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Not, exactly. That's something way different. But he, but like, even, he balled on the court. Yeah. So. yeah even without. Like, he, he did his job. But yeah. I but it, it, it was my first instinct. It wasn't about a championship because that they weren't you weren't close. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I mean, go ahead, Tess. No, no. I was going to just say, yeah, you're right because yeah. you weren't close when you signed the paper. Like, yeah. Like that team, you like, and that's why, like you were saying, he he had to be told, like, all right, yeah, we're going to get more talent here. You know, we're going to get a team that's going to you know be playoff bound because if we get to the playoffs. From there, whose job is it? It's LeBron. Because <laughs> that's that's what you wanted, right? You want us to get you you want us to get you lined up for the playoffs. We get you there. Now you take us to the promised land. Yeah. Which yeah. wasn't gonna be anything anyway, but that yeah. was the whole goal, I think, of the season really was unfortunately like you were yeah. con- you know, alluding to earlier, it wasn't really to contend for a championship. Yeah. It yeah. was just to make the playoffs. Right. And um so that brings me towards the indices, like you said, they shut Ingram down. They shut LeBron down when they finally were, were like, eliminated, mathematically eliminated. They could not make the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they shut him down. And then even after the one game, I forgot what game it was, and the reporter asked LeBron, uh, do you think that they should start thinking about sitting you you for for the longevity, for the the future? He's like, well, that's a conversation that me and Luke will have. And, dude, we knew he was going to sit anyway, like. That's and that's another one of my issue. Like he be trying to play on the intelligence. Like we don't know where he. Like we knew we were sitting, bro. I would say this. It, it's just new. I think that's what it is. It's just new territory. Like there's never been a time when LeBron missed this many games. It's yeah. never been a time. Right. This first significant been, injury of his career. Right. Yep. First significant. First time he been on the playoffs in what 15 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's, I just think it's a first. Like yeah. it's, I think when he's answering the questions, he's answering them honest. I just think like he's just answering them as probably. He probably might just be shocked that he has to answer the questions the way that he does because yeah. he hasn't had to in a long time. So ever. Ever. I mean, ever. So, I mean, one point, and I want your opinion on this, but so he's out of the playoffs. They sit him. You know, they're not making the playoffs anymore. And so before we end this segment and we go just to the to the aftermath and to the end, I want to uh, I want to say that I want to put throw some stats at you guys real quick. So last year when the Lakers had their, their core young nucleus, they had uh, Justin with no LeBron. They had 35 wins. Mm-hmm. And this year they have 37 wins with LeBron. Their record with LeBron in the lineup is only one game over 500. It's 20 and 19. Mm-hmm. They, LeBron leads the team in turnovers. Does anybody know who's the active leader in turnovers? In the league? James Harden. No. Who is it? It's LeBron James. He's the active leader career in turnovers right now. Career? career, he's an active leader. He's an active leader. I'm just saying, he's a career active leader in turnovers. Oh, that's, 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 that's
the leader in turnover. But he's actively in like 16 years of hold of being a main ball handler. I was going to okay. say, because I bet Westbrook is probably on his heels. <sighs> Westbrook is high I, up there. I bet he's on his heels. We ain't going to talk negatively about Westbrook right now. I can't I can't, ha- I can't. can't stomach that right now. Okay. Uh, I, that's I can't, not possible. I can't, man, so. I can't stomach talk about Westbrook too bad, especially after last Excuse night. We can't, do, we can't do that. Can't do that. I'm just talking about, I want us to sit here and ponder. Did LeBron James actually make a big difference with this team if they're in the bottom half in turnovers? They're in, in the bottom. They're twenty ninth. They're twenty ninth in free throw uh, free throw percentage. They only won thirty seven games. Now, obviously, we we got to take in consideration injuries. Got to take it into consideration because if he didn't pop his groin, I say the worst thing for the fans was maybe what six or seven. I and wait, worst, 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 worst case, case that'd be yeah, yeah exactly. Worst case is playoffs. Yeah, they they, they, they they still would have been in it and. Um, like I said, I just these numbers. I don't. I'm trying not to put all of the onus on the numbers. However, they do paint a picture and they do give some type of context as to what LeBron was actually doing towards the end of the season before he got shut down. I mean, LeBron had a whole shack in the full highlight for not playing defense. I mean, so one must ask: Should LeBron have sat himself? When just like sat himself when he knew that they weren't going to make the playoffs, not even go zero dark thirty, just sat himself and rested himself. That's the question I want to pose. No, because you I, just because he's in the NBA, people still are paying for Lakers games to see him. Right. So I, it's still a business at the yeah. end of the day. So I would say you just can't shut it down because people are paying, you know, a nice price to see a Laker game, and they're they're mainly paying to see LeBron at this point. Yeah. I'm not paying to see Kyle Kuzma <laughs> and whoever the other kid that's that was positive that you said. It was Lonzo, it's Lonzo, Javel McGee, and LeBron. No, well, whoever the other dude is off the bench, I'm not paying oh, to yeah, see yeah, him yeah. neither. So, I mean, um, to, to 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 agree with him, yeah, like it's all about the business, man. Like, hey. who comes to see Kuzma? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kuzma's becoming a nice player, but I would rather see Jason Tatum. They what both the same? They both the same, same age. Yeah, I think he's older than he way older than Tatum. He's yeah, he's like. But I'm saying like they. But Kuzma's been in the league though like two years. Yeah, like, they've been yeah. in the league the same so, long yeah, time. Yeah, so like I'd rather see Tatum. He's more exciting. I, I feel like he changes the game a little more. Yeah. You know, so it's like if I'm gonna go to a Laker game, I'm I'm hoping to see LeBron. Yeah. And if I go there and I hear he's not playing, I feel like I just wasted my money. And that's a very that's a very fair point. However, the Lakers have to think about I'm just playing devil's advocate, but the Lakers have to think about their long term future and what they want to accomplish. So me personally, I don't feel like having a me and you discussed this, Chester. We were saying because we were talking about his dunks. Because remember, he had those dunks against Chicago, mm-hmm. and Chester was because that was before the dunks. Or was it after? It was before the dunks. After the dunks, excuse me. It was after the dunks. Remember, he got his thing stuffed by uh, Jared Allen. No, not Jared Allen. That was, that was way. That was way earlier. He got stuffed by uh, the dude from the Knicks. Oh, um, um, Hernan Gomez. That's what it is. He got his thing stuffed by Hernan Gomez, and they made such a big deal about it. You know what I mean? And so I was saying, so Chester, what you got to tell me about him getting blocked? Like what happened? Shannon Sharp tried to say he went off the wrong foot. Whatever, whatever the case may be. But I was saying, you was like, well, I'm sorry if I don't feel like he's uh, 100% healthy. No, he wasn't 100%. I don't personally think that any athlete is 100% healthy. Like, if you play the sport, you're probably never 100% healthy. Heron Gomez is because yeah. he only plays like 10 minutes. So that's fair. That's a fair point. And he's, bigger, and he's taller than LeBron. So all I wanted to say was at the end of the season, I wanted to 
prognosticate or think about how healthy was he when those two dunks he had against Chicago. If your groin is hurt, you can't dunk like that. If your groin is that hurt, you cannot dunk like that. He did a reverse. And then he did two good dunks at it. That's all I'm saying. Wait, 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 wait. Because I have had two groin injuries. I did you tear your groin? I currently have. I, I've had hernias. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's bad. Like, there's that's a lot of pain. I hoop all the time. I've, yeah. I've been hooping with a hernia for the past, like, two years. Yeah. So, not that that's good or anything. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, not to say that, you know, a tear or a hernia, one or other, better. But my thing is about the pain. Like, yeah. there's times where it hurts more than others. Yeah. So, one day he might have been feeling good at the Chicago game. He mm. he was a lot of bounce in his step. Everything's everything. All the treatment's good. Everything's good. Like you said, they get shot up for these shots. Yeah. Everything's good. And then there's times where uh, he goes to get this jump against Aaron Gomez. It's late in the game. He's tired. He, he takes a bad angle, first mm. of all. It's hard to jump straight up, yeah. leaning to any side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but even if that's the case, block shots, that's part of and, basketball. And then, and then yeah. at the end of the day, he, it was a good, I mean, he, he, that was good defense. Yeah, was like, defense. So we got to we gotta give peop, other people credit yeah. when they play good yeah. defense. Yeah, like Shane Sharp said, they get paid too. You know? yeah. 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 Like people give, like it's always one of, just like you were saying, yeah. oh, he don't get, he don't never get blamed for stuff. He don't ever get, he don't, he get a lot of blame for when a player blocks his shot or, you know, swipes the ball from yeah. him or dunks on him. It's like, oh my God, they did it to Jesus or yeah. God. <laughs> He's another player on the floor just like yeah. anybody yeah. else. So, but, but to that though, he is not just another player. He's not. Uh, and he's I don't goat mean, level player. And, and, and I will admit, he's goat level. He's not just but, another player. I mean, but Jordan got his shot blocked too. And okay. And he's in goat, goat level doesn't entitle you not to have a bad play or two. Okay, it's part of the game. It's a, like you, you get everybody get paid to play, so you should be out there at like, least trying. There's just enough pride out there. It's enough pride out there for you to get it. Okay, <laughs> so so was he was he that hurt or was he not? It, say just say he's not. Say he's not. He still put up the same numbers. Yeah, twenty eight eight. I'm, I'm, I'm taking no excuse. He still put up the same numbers that he always does. Yeah. I'm glad there's some people that don't give him an excuse. Like I said, just because I don't get I don't give him a pass, it doesn't make me a hater. That just means that I'm holding my favorite athletes accountable. You know what I'm saying? Go and, ahead. And oddly enough, just now that you brought up the win, the wins, you know, wins loss ratio yeah. from last year this year. If you put that in perspective, he actually did good then. If you want to technically, because he he won. You're saying with him they won 20 games. Yeah, with him in the lineup they won 20 games. New team. Yeah. That mean and you tell me they were uh, they were saying that he's on their only one game over five hundred when he's in the lineup. Yeah, but that's a new team. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't so you gotta don't you get don't every team have chemistry bumps? Yes, a team that won seventy nine games got KD and lost. They lost more games than the team that they had before yeah. without KD. So, so this team they won a couple more games. He got hurt. There was a trade. I mean, considering everything. Considering they still had a chance at the playoffs, we talked like twenty games, not even more than twenty, less than twenty, less than twenty games left. They yeah, still had a chance. Like last fifteen games, yeah, they, they had a chance. Games. They still had a chance. Like, and we, I mean, this is a long season, eighty-two yeah. games. You still had a chance at fifteen games left. You had other people that were locked in already. Like, yeah, and the Lakers were never in playoff contention last never. year. So, so it was a not, different thirty-seven to thirty-five. So, it's a complete difference. So, so it has to be. It has to be looked at a little differently. So I would. I mean, like, I would want to say it's a bust because it's LeBron. You expect yeah. the playoffs out of LeBron, but with everything that happened in the middle of the season, I feel like that broke the season apart. Yeah, it, it did. It, it broke. It, it broke the chance of there being a good season, a, a, a successful season for them. Right, and so 
now we have progressed through the middle of the season, and that Knicks game I alluded to with Hernan Gomez blocking the shot, uh, they made a big deal. They made a big deal about us for like two weeks when LeBron was sitting at the end of the bench. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He wasn't with his teammates. And they're like, well, yes, Cap- Captain Jack, my man Steven Jackson, I love Steven Jackson. He was saying, well, LeBron does that all the time, and it's fine because he does it all, he does it all the time. However, I may come off as a hater again. He been doing stuff throughout the whole season that will may lead you to believe it wasn't just that. Mm-hmm. He been doing stuff all year that's been like, yo, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like me, us three, like we we, you know when somebody ain't messing with you. Yeah. You know when somebody trying to disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? Like we we ain't no dummies. You sitting at the end of the bench, you not messing with your teammates. You throw the ball behind the backboard on an inbounds play for a turnover, and then you just walk to the end of the bench. Like that's not good. Body language means everything. You know what I'm saying? They don't give you the ball down low, you shrug your shoulders, and now you don't get back on defense. But I would say that that's, he's he's had bad body language his whole career. Mm-hmm. He, but the, the, the thing that's always saved him is, like, since he's been in Miami, he's always had veterans. Yeah. Veterans have always helped him. Like, I remember there was a time when he bumped into Spolstra. Yeah, I remember that. So, like, that's something that's, – that was even before he won his first yeah. championship. So, that, that's been – I would say that he's always had, like, poor – Body language and when he don't mess with people, he like makes it known. Yeah, and go ahead. And, and and not to defend him, but sometimes, you know, your body language is a reflection of how you feeling about yourself too, though. Yeah, sometimes. You know? yeah. So, so like, I know there's a lot of times where I feel like, you know, that's my fault. I did yeah. that, and and it, and my body language will look like, or I'm not talking to people, or yeah. you know, you know, voicing was wrong. But again, that goes back to communicating. Yeah, you know, you got to do better, got especially it. when you're, you know, goat level. Yeah, and when you go level, when you LeBron James, I. I, like I said, I watch Shannon Sharp and Skip every day, and they talk. They literally talk about LeBron every single day. <laughs> every single day, they have a topic about LeBron. So you can't help but to know what's going on with him every single day. And so Shannon Sharp was trying to say, well, LeBron's not in the playoffs, and LeBron's doing all this. Now it's just like, yo, you know what I mean? Now they're just piling on. And I was just like, yo, he's not piling. You can't say that they're piling on now. Some people are. But you can't just say like, "Yo, people are piling on." Well, I would just, I would just say he's just that's just bad leadership anywhere that right. you go. So I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I I hate and this is again, this is again. It's just like, yo, you can't consistently give this man excuses when he's goat level. Like you used to always tell me, and I'm not gonna make it a goat debate. I'm not gonna do it. However, you tell me Jordan was getting bounced out in the playoffs first round every year. I presented to you that all his teammates were negatively graded in defense and in offense. And you say, so why is he taking these teams to the playoffs? So why can't I hold LeBron accountable when he's doing that? But you don't hold it. That's the thing. You don't hold Jordan accountable for that season. You only hold Jordan accountable for winning six rings. Okay. I, so, so is that why you're not holding Le- LeBron accountable? It's not. It's not. It's just if it's a fact, it's a fact. If you're playing with bad teammates, you can't win. It's going to be harder. So his body. So you're excused. Y'all excuse. Well, not you, but you're excusing his body language. No, is bad leadership. No, I said that's bad leadership. What, you, what else you want me to say? I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it clear that y'all holding him accountable for the yeah. stuff that he's doing. No, I'm not. No, we were just talking about something else. I'm just talking about. I'm not. Why don't you hold? Why are you going to hold this season? But you don't hold it as heavy as like when Jordan wasn't going to the playoffs and when he gets knocked out in the first round. I'm just saying we should equally equally hold people accountable. Yes, I will agree. I don't hold Jordan account as accountable as much as I should. So how about you start on your part of equality? <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm not. <laughs> All I'm saying, well, we're talking about LeBron right now. We're not talking about Jordan. It's not. It's not a goat. Okay. Not a goat debate. I just want to understand 
why when it comes to LeBron doing stuff, people don't hold him as accountable as they do Jordan. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I could see it, there being a less accountability for him, like I said before. He, he does so much for the team. Not to say that Jordan, you know, didn't do, you know, much. But, like you said, Jordan wasn't sitting there trying to coach the team. Jordan was just letting everybody kind of, you know, do what you got to do. Here or there, he might, you know, do what he had to do. But, again, the talent is different now. Yeah, like, and his job was different. Yeah, like, it's so it's so much harder to, to teach people how to do what they have to do and be the main scorer and go out there and show them how to do it. Yeah. Like, you think about, like, Kobe didn't do that either. Kobe just was a gunner. Kobe just was out there putting it up and just hooping. Like, he wasn't Why really... you guys have to bring other players no, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying great players, though. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, when, you're, when we talk about great players, and LeBron yeah. is, you know, one of them. Yeah. You know, you, you look at them, and they some of them didn't do that. Yeah. You know, and then when you look at other great players, that wasn't their job. That, yeah. you know, some people didn't hold that as their job for some reason. That That's his job. All right, and they, these are these are all fair points, but these are just things that that real LeBron fans. Like I said, I'm a fan of LeBron, the basketball player. So I just always pose the questions to LeBron, like the really big fans of LeBron. I wanted to pose these questions to them and just ask them like why they don't hold these people accountable. And so now we um, have got through the middle of the season, so we're going to wrap this up on the next segment. We're going to talk about the end of the season and what happened after the Lakers season were over. And I want to know what they think the Lakers should do going on and going forward to win championships. All right, welcome back to the Hammer Turkey, everyone. Chester and Tez are trying to bait me into a goat conversation, so, <laughs> so we got to we got to we got to finish this before they try to bait me because they know they know me well enough to know that I can't I can't uh, stop myself from a great argument. But so now we're at the end of the season. Skip. <laughs> we're at the end of the season. We uh, LeBron shut down. Season's over. Lakers didn't make the playoffs. It is what it is. So now LeBron is pushing the GOAT button. That's what you, that's what you said. He's pushing the GOAT button, and things are starting to happen. So now Luke Walton's been fired. Before Luke Walton got fired, Magic stepped down. I wouldn't say that's dope, but let's not put that on LeBron. Cause why Why not? He's a coach killer. I wouldn't say that because I'm, I'm talking about Magic. Oh, Magic, Magic said oh. he was leaving, and ain't nobody else know he was leaving. <laughs> like that was crazy. I mean, there is a lot of dysfunction in that front office. I mean, I, that's the basketball VP, though. Right. I mean, he, LeBron, <laughs> part of it. <laughs> LeBron didn't have nothing to do with the dysfunction that's in their franchise. No, not none. Really. He got the he's he. <laughs> For Luke Walton, I maybe give you that. For okay. Magic, he really gave Magic problems. No, I don't think he gave Magic problems. So, but I'm saying that the organization being dysfunctional, because that's what they say. They're saying that they're the Lakers are. They're telling they're telling coaches not to to go to the Lakers because it's dysfunctional. But so that, who's fault? Who's fault is that? They were dysfunctional. The Lakers before did before he got there. You're you gonna tell me one person came over and, and set a bomb off over there? So they won two more. LeBron, games. LeBron not capable of that test. Not to but not he won two more games than what they won before. So and y'all happy about the two no, more but games? No, but I'm but I'm saying, he, how do you win more games? But you're the problem. We just, and, we and just, you were hurt, <laughs> and you got hurt. We just went over why he he doesn't have all the culpability, but he got a good part of it. No, absolutely. I'll, I'll say but that. How? But, but we're talking. But no, no, we we agreed on that. We did. We agreed that he does have. He some got some. No, I'm saying for the defense. For the if season, you wanna, if, if you want to take for the defense, but offensively, he did his job for the season. We'll what say. was his job offensively? What did he well, do? He does 28 Personal statistics that he does for his career, he did what he was supposed to do. Right? That's what you're saying. What? I mean, so what else was he supposed to do? Because you tell me he's a pass first guard and he's averaging 27 points. What do I expect from Steph Curry? I expect him to hit threes and set his teammates up 
and control the tempo do, and pace. Do you expect him to go 12 points, 15 assists, 7, 8 boards? Uh, he had 15 two games ago. Rebounds? 15 boards, yes, he did. Yeah. Or do you expect that okay. from, on a nightly basis? No. no okay, so, so you were surprised then? It was. It was like. He, oh, shoot. he actually is a pretty decent rebounding guard. How many triple doubles he ever had? I don't. I don't. I don't. Not many. I don't okay. Know. I, He's my, no Russell Westbrook. My, my point, not even that. He yeah. he doesn't. Steph is not a, a pass first point guard. Obviously, yeah. he doesn't rebound the ball that much. He can rebound, yeah. but he doesn't rebound that much. Um, my point is, you expect Steph to shoot. Yeah. You expect you expect the whole team to shoot. LeBron did his job. Okay. You expect him to set up players. He did that. You expect him to get rebounds. He did that. You expect him to give you more. You expected him to be positive. That's what he was. He was positive. So, to wrap this up, I want each of you to tell me, because here's the report. The report is is that, obviously, they're looking for a new coach. Rob Polinka just met with Tyron Lue yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, it's Tyron Lue, Monty Williams, and Juwan Howard are the three candidates that they're considering making the next Lakers co- head coach. Now, they're saying that the issue is is that Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, she does not want to give full control of her franchise over to LeBron James, which I have already stated I would feel is a horrible idea to give him 100% control over everything. So to wrap this up, I want you guys to both articulate to me what the Lakers should do uh, going forward so that they win. I want you both of y'all to go, and then I'll go. Um, I think they should give him control. Um. Last time I checked, last time he had control of a situation for about three years, he won a championship. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you've seen what happened when he they did the big three in Miami. You've seen what happened when he went home to Cleveland. I mean, when the guy is given the chance to make, make some moves and make things happen, things happen. I mean, what are we here for? Wins or championships? He's proven that he can get you there if you let him let him get you there. So okay. I mean, he should probably get it. So now I'm going, and y'all know, like I said before, I am not, I am not with giving him 100 percent control. Like I said, no one should have 100 percent control of anything. No one should have no oversight, and that's essentially what it'd be. He'll have Rich Paul running every. He'll have Rich Paul running everything behind the scenes. They honestly, they said that he should coach the team. LeBron should coach the team. Like he should be a player coach, mm-hmm. but like I said, he no he exactly he shouldn't be a player coach. But essentially, that's what he'd be doing. If you're getting Ty Lue, you're saying that I'm gonna let LeBron coach my team. That's what you're. That's basically what you're saying. He, yo, he put he put Ty Lue, He made Ty Lue take a sabbatical because Ty Lue was having heart trouble trying to deal with LeBron back in Cleveland when they went when they uh. Lost the title last time. <laughs> what do you mean? Like what do you, know? what do you mean? So, so out of all the things in life, yeah. in, in Tyron Lue's life, LeBron is the reason for that. Le- he not? Le- yo, yo, you are not. After winning the championship the season prior. No, that season, remember last year when they lost the finals? Yeah. And in the, in, the, in the middle of that season, Larry Drew took over as the coach, and Ty Lue had to go on sabbatical because he was having heart trouble. So he had heart troubles. It couldn't be because he's, because he's a grown man. Because it's the stress man. of the drive, bro. The stress of the job don't mean nothing. See, this is what I'm talking no, about. It, it We're giving him culpability. It means something, but you know, you're not gonna give him culpability for a man having a heart attack. So that so LeBron had nothing to do. I just I'm not. I'm not. Were they in the gym? Was he in his office? I'm not anatomically call? saying that LeBron caused that. I'm, sure not. I'm saying that he contributed to the stress, <laughs> <laughs> which made. 
which made Ty so, Lue have so, to take a sabbatical. So not the not the fact that Ty Lue's a coach in the NBA. The fact that he has to coach LeBron in the NBA is why absolute. So, no. you know, so so you're telling me he's the only coach in the history of coaching that's ever had heart problems. No, he's not the only. No. Hold on, hold on. So, so, they, so their problem is, is LeBron. LeBron's their problem too. That's why they got heart problems. No, that's Ty Lue specific. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. So you're telling me a team that was again playoff bound as the Cleveland Cavaliers were. Yeah. You know, winning the easy East as they were. You're telling me middle amidst that. Oh, it's so hard to coach you. Heart attack. No, <laughs> I said the stress of that season. Which LeBron attributed to in the middle of it, mind you, though. Right, and it, that that he attributed to caused that. That's oh, what I said. I won't, I won't, I won't say that. Why they I were winning? We're I won't agree. I won't yeah. agree with that. <laughs> I won't agree he with thri- that. What did he say uh, this season? He thrives being uncomfortable, right? So it was just a perfect environment for him. Everybody <laughs> uncomfortable. He doing all this stuff on Twitter. He doing see, everything. See, you 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 take his words verbatim, but then you say something. And it's not supposed to be. My problem is that y'all y'all don't put any weight in the words that he say. No, like, I, I just I, I, no. I just be like, oh well, let's just LeBron be LeBron. Like, no. what? <laughs> like what do you mean? What are you no, talking about? You, you're saying something it. totally different. You're saying he's <laughs> you're saying he's playing a part in heart conditions. Yeah, like that's completely different than being stress, accountable. Stress con- stress can contribute to heart conditions. Right. Okay, but so he did he not play a part? Yes, he did. Yes, but that's because he works with them. EJ, I'm pretty sure. Is he when you're, to work I'm, with? I'm, I'm pretty sure when you go to work, you you get stressed out at work sometimes. Sometimes. So if you got it, so you you're telling me if you got it, would you have a different level of stress if LeBron James was the player you're trying to coach? No. Oh no. Okay. No. I would, right, no, so I would I actually enjoy it more because. All right. Never mind. No. Go ahead. What's your never point? Mind. No. Because you're you're telling me that he's. He's bringing wins. He just took. He went to the finals eight straight times yeah. with about like uh, about seven, nine different teams. <laughs> but he's the only factor. He's the common denominator in going to the finals. Okay. Him every time. Him. All right. You can take Dwayne out. Right. You can take Chris Bosh out. You can take Ray Allen out. You can take all those players out. You can take Kyrie out. Love. Still going to the finals. <laughs> you can take Love out. Love got hurt in one of the series, one of the playoff runs. Yeah. He's still going to the finals. Everybody else has dropped off. He's the common factor of winning. So you're saying, so both of y'all are saying that LeBron had nothing to do with that, basically, what you're saying. No, I'm not no, putting I'm, that on him, no. I'm not, no, no. Oh, no. He's not a direct factor See, this that. This is what, this is the type of things that This is not even have. basketball now. It's not, it's not, it, <laughs> It's, the, it's you're, coach. You're saying it's this coach. man contributed to a factor in his life. I'm just saying that they're trying to bring in a coach that's just going to acquiesce what LeBron wants. That's all I'm saying. I, I no, but we already went over this that Tyron, Tyron Lue is not that guy. Tyron Lue is the guy that tells him to shut up. We can actually go back no, earlier no, we, in no, no, we did. We did. So no, how can it be from he can tell LeBron to shut up to now, yo, LeBron's the, the only reason is that he's got a heart Did LeBron spaz on him in the finals last year? LeBron, coach. Oh, oh, so he's the only player to ever spaz on a coach. No. No, he isn't. So he's not the only player he's about. about. Trail but choked this coach. You said what? The trail choked, choked George Carl. But that's different because they said that the way P.J. Carlismo was disrespecting players behind the scenes and touching them and hitting them and stuff like that, they were surprised that he didn't do that earlier. So it's different. It's a different. But that's not even that that's different scenario. No, but the, the matter of the fact is, this man put his hands on someone. He literally put his hands on. So someone. did his coach. Y'all just didn't know about it or see it. Who, George even Carl? So, even, no, his coach. No, he didn't choke her. He chose P.J. Carlissimo. Even so, we're, we're, that goes to the fact of talking about coaches being like, oh, you know, they curse too much or they're they're too in your face. 
Some coaches do that. Some coaches don't. But it, it obviously, like you know, with the Jimmy Butler situation, yeah. you don't want a coach talking to you a certain type of way. You're a grown man. Yeah. So obviously, no, no grown man wants to be talked to any certain type of way, and you're also not going to be touched any certain type of way. You telling me this grown man was touching Latrell's pre in a way Latrell didn't want to be touched, and Latrell didn't speak on his honest manner before it got to a point of oh, I'm gonna put my hands on you. No. Throat. <laughs> <laughs> like two hands, I'm ready to kill you. Come on, man. I just believe it in my heart of hearts that the Lakers should not, not only because of the, I mean, they're, they're going to hire Tyler. I mean, this is, they're trying to act like they're not, but they're going to. They're going to hire Tyler. They're going to give the keys to LeBron. And when they get all these big name free agents, I don't know who they're going to get. I don't know who's going to want to play with LeBron. There's another article out there that's asking, why don't players want to play with LeBron? That was wrote by Rick Buecher. He works for Yahoo. They said, why don't people want to play with LeBron? It's because, and I've been saying this before, it's because when you lose, it's all your fault. It's all the other person's and other people's fault. When you win, it's all it's, it's because of him. So it's like Man. it's nobody wants to play Man. under that pressure. I mean, Paul George didn't want to go to LA. Man. I mean, Kawhi didn't want to go to LA. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, but that was the same thing for Kobe and Shaq. Man. That was the same thing for the players. That's the that's the best that's going to happen. They said the same thing about um, Pippen when when Jordan and Pippen lost to the Magic. It's the same thing. Listen, man. Same like, thing. Like my boy Woods will say, they sweet. They they don't they don't want to deal with the pressure uh, of a person saying, "Oh, I expect all of this out of you every trip." Yeah. Now I don't get why those players don't decide to say, "Well, I expect this out of you every trip," because apparently LeBron likes being held accountable, right? He says that, right? Sometimes. The article says sometimes. Okay. Okay. No, we'll say he'll listen sometimes. Sometimes. But that, that doesn't mean he... That didn't say he don't like being held accountable. Okay. So yeah, he likes... Me. You're right. That, it said he listens sometimes. Yeah. But, hey, at least if we could have that line of communication, y'all going to play better. It's so much easier to have a great player tell you, yo, hey, do this, that, and a third. You can get this, that, and a third. You'd be like, where? All right. Boom. Let me do it. Versus, oh, <sighs> he keep talking to me, keep telling me, and he ain't... Instead of being combative, why not instead, okay, go do what he just said and now tell him what he ain't doing. So now we don't have to talk about what I wasn't doing because yeah. that's no longer a topic of discussion. I'm doing that. Instead of being, eh, I'm scared to listen to a guy because he's not the coach. The guy gets paid enough money. <laughs> he could coach me. You could coach and play with me. Come on. I mean, I don't, me personally, I don't feel like you should subject your co-star to that type of scrutiny and criticism. Honestly, just because I'm playing, if I had like you, like y'all said, is I mean the goat has a bad game once in a while, right? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, Paul, let's take Paul George for example. Paul George have a bad game and they'll kill Paul George just because he's playing with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like that's fair. Like they'll kill Kev, they kill Kevin Love because Kevin Love wasn't eating. But Kevin Love in the uh, in one of the series last year, he was averaging 20 and 10 in the finals, and they're still killing him. Like, oh, he's not doing enough. What more do you want? He averages 20 and 10. He did not average 20 no, I and 10. Say, Son, at a point in the playoffs, he was averaging 20 points and 10 rebounds. And, and at eight, at, at eight, eight points. So it, was, it was either Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals. But, but he was averaging 20 no, and 10. No, it couldn't have been because there was a point in time where no in the, during that playoffs run where nobody scored over 20 points and outside gonna, of LeBron. I was going to say, so you're talking about him averaging in a course of two or three games? Like, we're not talking he about... He was averaging 20 and No, no, no. We're no, not talking about him no, carrying them for a series. No. Once again, we're talking about a guy who literally carry... He literally does his job everywhere he goes. This man does his job. Okay, it's the playoffs. I got who on my team? All right, I got Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen. Guess what I'm going to give you? About 28, 8, and 8. So, guess what? All right, I don't got them no more. I got Kevin Love, Tristan Thomas, Kyrie. 
Okay, a couple other players. Guess what I'm gonna give you? Twenty eight, eight and eight. Like he's consistent as as all can be, and, and that's obviously not arguable. But I mean, so y'all telling me at age thirty four. Next year he'll be 35. He signed a four-year contract, so that means by the time he's done, he's going to be close to Florida. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you're going to give an aging superstar, which he is. He's an aging superstar. We can all agree with that. I mean, he's putting up the same numbers. His numbers are not But aging. physically, he's aging. We his, can see his that. His numbers are not aging. Yeah. Okay, his numbers isn't aging, but he's an aging superstar. He's over 30. Okay. Okay, so you're going to give the keys to the franchise, the Lakers, no mind you, to LeBron James and his team, right? Okay. I mean, that's what they usually do. They did that to Kobe, right? But, he, Le, but LeBron's not Kobe. Okay, hold on. Let's, LeBron is let's, not Kobe. Let's talk well, about you're talking second. about for L.A. or are you talking about a basketball I'm, player? For I'm for talking LA. about I'm talking for L.A. This, this no, I, but well, what was this conversation about? It's his first year in L.A. Now we're about talking what? at the end. But what, but what is but it about? He, his he, first year in L.A. because of what? Because of what? what? Basketball. Okay, basketball. This is all about basketball. They don't care about, like, I don't think the, that the Lakers care about that. They just want to win. And right, so why didn't Jeannie Bush just give him the keys to the franchise earlier than now? If she, if she don't care. I mean, why, like, like why said, is she, she holding up? Though? Like you said, she didn't want to. Right. She, she didn't want to because and, she's... And rightfully so, because when he leaves, when he's done, he's going to leave her with scraps. No, see, that's the thing, though. Like you was just alluded to, Kobe had the key. What Look what he left him with. This is this Kobe, is actually this Kobe is, life. This, this is, is this the is turmoil life. from from the Kobe Bryant. The contract he re-signed with them before his year was over. The, like this is this is from Kobe. Like this is what Kobe left him with. The non-championships and then now these non-playoff and then now these losing seasons. Kobe but it's not like they they have straight scrubs on their team though. Absolutely not. But it, they don't have any. LeBron is leaving player. a team with nothing but scrubs. Players. But that's the thing. His his whole goal, my fault. His whole goal was to get obviously get KD or get AD get a, and get possibly a, get Kyrie. So or somebody else. But ideally, the two players that he possibly gets there. They're gonna hold the team down. Yeah. They're gonna possibly do what? Get another set of players to come play with them once he's on his final, do- you know. Sets so you out. think that LA, LA is currently constructed are gonna be able to land two big free agents? I mean, they they're able to. Will they? It's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be a struggle. I would say it'd be easier when your man is a is a sports agent. I would say it'd be easier. Who's a sports agent? Well, AD Clutch Sports. Oh, I mean that, that's what I'm saying. Like it'd probably be easy for AD. I feel like it's gonna be a little harder for Kyrie. Because he's going to be kind of torn with the idea that they're playing well now, depending on the run they make towards this finals. Yep. That's going to be a heavy determination for him. Because I'm sorry, I don't see anybody who wins leaving their team. Yeah, That just doesn't make sense to me. It don't make sense to me either. And we got to clear the notion that players don't want to play. AD wanted to play. That's Pelicans one, that's didn't one want player to out of like top five or six free agents. Big Because Paul George clearly didn't want to go there. Kawhi okay. had a chance to go there and he didn't go there. I no, mean, he didn't. Kawhi didn't have a chance. He wanted the first... Contract. Is you think you're gonna go there after after this year? Probably not. Probably all right. So you don't want to play there then? No, that's okay. Not but that's like, but it's like 200 <laughs> players. You're talking about like five. Or but six these are players. the top. These are top 10 players in the but league. But they don't want to play with him but because you, they don't want to get scrutinized if they lose. And, and that's like, a fair. That's fair for them. That that's is. terrible as a competitor. No, no, no. I don't think. I don't think they don't, they don't want to go there for the matter of playing with him or anything like that. I think it's a matter of they're all. Most of these players are in winning situations. We're talking about other than uh, AD. KD is. Playing with the Warriors, like why would you want to leave there? He left. He left a three. He left a team that was up three one to join the current to, to go on that team. So I like he's the only joining teams that are better. So I don't see him going there. Then you look Ka- Kawhi. Maybe he goes there, but uh, it's for a maybe. What? It's a heavy maybe, right? For what the weather? That's literally the only reason. And he's he from, from, he from LA. He's he from, from LA. LA. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than that, he's got a winning team right now. Yeah. Possibly another again contender for a finals. Ideally, no one's leaving if they're going to be fighting for that finals. I don't see it happening. So again, 
AD makes a whole bunch of sense. You don't want to play there no more. I mean, he wants to play basketball. Yeah. He, he I mean, he just don't want to just don't want to be playing for a team that ain't competing. Yeah. He get he thinks there's a better chance if I go play with LeBron James, me and LeBron on the same floor for 25 plus minutes in a 40 minute game is going to be a big difference. 30 plus minutes we're talking possibly. That's a big difference out there than whatever's out there on the floor. Uh, I think there was one sports writer. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard was making the case that if AD went to go play with LeBron, he don't feel like that would be the best fit for AD because for LeBron to be successful, I mean, we know he needs shooters. He needs shooters. Like, But he runs the pick and roll. Right. Running the pick he, and no, roll he does. You're right. I agree. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think he, it would be. But – when LeBron is at his best, he got shooters all around, but, and he got one other dude that can go get a bucket. Okay, you know what I'm saying? AD, so, but AD can like AD can give him an element that he's never had, and that's somebody that can come off the pick and roll, floor. that can hit a three, that can go up for the alley. Because Kevin Love can hit the three, but he couldn't go up for alley. Can't go, I agree. I agree. So now you got somebody that's running to the basket. So now you you add an element of passion that LeBron has never really used, yeah. and that's the alley oop. So it's it's just man, it's just different, man. It is, and I, like again, bringing back to the the thesis of this whole thing, I like I said, I just I'm never a fan of just giving a player or anybody a hundred percent control of anything. Even if we go back to the other case in LA, just just for a quick second, we'll go to the Clippers when Doc is the coach and Doc is the GM. You know what I mean? And Chris Paul left because Doc didn't want to trade trade uh, Austin Rivers away. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't want to get mellow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Chris, maybe Chris Paul would stay. Maybe we would have kept the Clippers team together. And they, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they would have won a championship. We no. don't know. No. We don't know. No. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they would, but we don't know. However, that's just an instance of where when someone has absolute control and then a judge, jury, and their own executioner, it's like, how do you have any type of checks and balances? But why do you feel that? That's like I said. Why do you think that these players are, are leaving off of off of one notion? Like you think that Chris Paul gave a, a a care about the fact that Austin Rivers was his backup that much? No, he get he he cared. He didn't mess with Doc like that. And, and, and so and Doc okay, so, and he didn't so, think Doc was about winning because so, he would have traded for Melo if he was about winning. So my point being is the the matter of him leaving is a matter of you don't want to put the players that we or I you know as your star think we should have around us to win. You're basically saying that that's acceptable in that notion. No, it's not. I'm, I'm making the case that when someone has 100% control of everything, they don't always make the best decision for the team. And I feel that same way with LeBron. But but the thing is, though, had he made the right – had he made the decisions, Chris Paul probably stays, right? Yeah. Like you just said, they possibly contend for a championship possibly. now. So, again, if that person with all that power does what they should do and lines it up like LeBron did for eight-plus years – you got championship results. Like he didn't he line up that Miami thing. Uh, that's that's too. I mean, I mean, do, what, I, mean that, I mean, you know, that's you know whatever. Didn't, right? Didn't he line up that Cleveland thing? Kyrie was already there. No, he, he lined the back. Cleveland thing up. I mean, wasn't he trying to line something up here? Like, it, granted, it might not be a first year thing for him, but the second year, oh boy, we got something to talk about. Yeah. Granted, now this not with this complete topic. This one's a little different. Yeah. You know, situation didn't play out the same. So. Yeah. But I, again, I think LeBron definitely he, he needs the ring. He he needs to be able to control more of the game that's not on the floor, but reflects to the game on the floor. He don't need to coach the players, but he need to coach the office. Like, all right, this is what we need to do to get the win. 
And then on the floor, he needs to let everyone be the best them they can be and just kind of play his game. He don't really got to play. I don't think he really got to coach players like that. I mean. Because Kobe didn't have to coach players. And I feel like you don't have to. Just let them well, play, Kobe play did, off you. Kobe did do a little coaching. He did. No, no, I don't he, no he did not. No, he did a little bit. He did bit. do a little no, he bit. He did there's a, there's a clip of him coaching Jalen Farmer. There's, there's, there's a clip. There, there's plenty of times. Yeah, that, that, there's one clip. And him, and telling, all, and him telling Lamar. There's a clip of him in practice telling Ron Artest how to move. He was no, coaching. I, okay. And there's also clips. Of Kobe talking about his teammates and then getting straight on the jet and heading home. <laughs> I mean, we we know that about Kobe talking. But about but see, that's what I'm saying. You like like you are crazy because you like to give people that you like a pass. But then once somebody gives somebody that they like, have a I pass, not told you that Kobe shoot too much? Never. I'm, this is my first Kobe time sh- hearing it. Kobe shoots too much. This is my first time ever. Kobe hearing has this. the most <laughs> missed shots in NBA history. He shoots too much. Yeah, Kobe I've only been telling ev- you this for five years. Kobe though. didn't <laughs> always do everything right. Most you know what I'm saying? He tried to get Phil Jackson out of there because he didn't want to be coached. It exactly. was in Phil's book. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you don't, but you don't hold that against him. I do hold that against him. I've never heard you call him a, a coach killer. He's not a – what coaches he got killed? Did What's his name? Who? Who did he try to get out of there? He tried to get Phil Who out of there. Who did he – but did he get him out of there? Uh, I don't remember. Did oh, he? no, he got him out of there because then Phil had to return like three years later. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had a different mindset then. You call him a coach killer? Hey, a if coach killer, run, if you, a coach listen, killer is one of LeBron did to David Black. That's a coach killer. It's the same thing. If you run a coach, no, on, he didn't respect David Black, and so he got him out of there. All right, so oh, hold on, hold on. So he won Kobe titles before Kobe was really ready to win titles, and then Kobe made him lose the job. So you tell me what's worse. I'm telling you what's worse because LeBron does it very surreptitiously. He does it. He acts like he acts like he doesn't want to do it. He got David Black out of there in the middle of the night. At least Kobe was four. Forthright with it, like yo, murder I don't, is murder, right? That's a fact. Murder right. is murder. So. But don't sit here and act like LeBron is like not culpable. He got he's a coach killer also. But he had to wave. But, but he had to wave off plays on Black for wins. Okay, is he a coach killer? Yes or no? No. Yes or no, Tez? Is he coach killer? Only one coach has been fired on his watch because of him. Two. I wouldn't. Who? Laquan just got fired, bro. That's not because of him. Listen, we know you just told me. You just told me we just he came in eleven and zero, correct? That was his only resume. Was eleven and zero. Yeah. He won how many games? Thirty five. Yeah. And thirty seven. And thirty seven. Yeah. Under five hundred. Yeah. So where where is the why why isn't he culpable for being just a bad coach? Is he a coach killer or not? Because no. Nah, he lost the job because he. Nah, because Kobe's not a coach killer. So you can't. If if we're not saying one's a coach killer, the other's not a coach killer. Like you got play, you got people like come on man that guy that shouldn't have been coaching who did he coach? Step uh oh you saying who the head coach? Yeah nobody exactly nobody you you can't go from coaching I mean don't get me wrong some people can but you yeah. really can't bring in these no no name coaches to coach mega superstars that have these egos that have and that's a fair point you, I agree you cannot bring a like, name no name coaching to to coach a goat I, on, I agree with that didn't they win a championship the year that Black got fired? Yeah, because Tyron Lue was the coach, and that's the year he told him to shut the hell up. Yes, even so, but that goes back to the point of Tyron Lue being so, that that's guy, one of LeBron guys, right? That you just said. and that's and that's what happened when LeBron was running the show. It right? It is now. Hold on, it but did they now. win a championship with LeBron running the show? Yes, mm-hmm. they did. They okay. did win a championship on the show. Like I said, we could disagree or disagree, and that's why we have these type of yeah. talk topics. I am never a fan of giving someone absolute control, and I'm not. I'm not going to advocate for it. However, in this case, I will say this. The Lakers may have no choice but to give him full control because they're not going to, like you said, they're not going to be able to attract free agents if they don't. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be able to do it. So, yeah. Like I said, there's no problem with having full control, man. 
It's just a matter. It just got to be you know put into the the right places, and it has to be checked. You know, it has to not be the power of just like you know absolute dominance and you know anarchy. Like oh, this is just one way and that's it. Yeah, it got to be you know hit, uh, opening and, and you know listening mind. Right. And I think LeBron is kind of that. He that type of player that all right. Well, I hear what you're saying, but I'm telling you, this is you know this is what's the best for us. And then you get situations like I think Magic would have probably been a better coach for him. Probably versus probably. versus being the GM and owner or whatever. He is a terrible coach. No, I'm, I'm not he saying quit, he quit coaching. That's he thought it was yeah. He thought it was too. He thought it was too hard, and then he started quit. He quit. I'm not saying he would have been like a like a like a, like oh man, he'd have been like the coach of the year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying that would have been a better coach in essence. Like he would have kind of let LeBron do what he wanted to do, yeah. and just fed off of that. I mean, like he'd have been the backup coach. Like it would have worked for him. LeVar and LeBron was on the same page about Luke Walton. I don't know what else <laughs> yeah. you want me to say. <laughs> they did. LeVar knew what he was talking about. I mean, yeah. Luke was not the guy to be coaching. And he was saying that before LeBron was there. Right. No, you're right. And like I said, like we said at the beginning, we can't sit here and advocate for what Luke Walton actually does good. You know what I mean? Sit and think about what he does good. Nothing. And we can't think of anything. So, And the only thing I would say about that, the reason I think he don't have player development, because they didn't develop any players in, in Golden State. Like they didn't have to develop nobody. Curry, Curry, that's what he was doing before. He just yeah. had to grow into it. Clay. He was he was hurt too, so that yeah. Made, yeah. Clay, Draymond, Draymond was doing all that stuff in Michigan State. He yep. was just fatter. Yep. Like they just got him in shape. Yep. So the the strength and conditioning team deserves all the credit. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's and, uh, like I said, that's a good point. Um, that's a great point actually. So <clears throat> we're at the end of this now, and. We want to. Uh, we just wanted to provide you with context of LeBron's first season in uh, in LA. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of giving him control of the whole team, but that seems to be the spot that the Lakers are in right now. So uh, we will continue to monitor and watch the situation. Um, we'll continue to watch LeBron, see how he progresses through this. I think everybody in this room is going to watch Space Jam Two when it comes out. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we're gonna continue continue to watch the shot. Just to critique it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> just to critique it. We're gonna continue to monitor LeBron James, and we're gonna monitor his uh, his time in LA. So I just want to end this off, and I want to thank Chester and Tez for uh, for coming on and, and discussing this topic uh, with me. They are officially contributors to the Ham and Turkey, so they'll be on the Ham and Turkey Facebook. So, Chester and I are really on uh, social media like that, but Tez, plug your social media in real quick, bro. Um, yeah, you could hit me on Snapchat at CincoSav, um, just as it sounds, C-I-N-C-O-S-A-V. I believe that's it. Um, if not, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it on, on my Snap, and I'll put the correct uh, spelling and whatnot for that. I'll also tag you in it, so you'll see that it's up there. Yeah, so I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate all my friends coming on. Like I promised you, I'll have more of my friends on. We'll have different topics. Hopefully the next topic will be like a music topic or something that we can do. But I just want to thank y'all for listening. And thank you for listening to the Ham and Turkey.